so I think a great throwdown would be Grogu versus Wicket in just a cuteness throwdown and see who comes out on top. This is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you. And it is time for a celebration of sorts, a, an honoring, a remembrance, a, a discussion of, because no one else, listen, what we're doing on this episode, no one else is doing in the entire world of podcasting or YouTubing or anything like that. Not at all. I can't imagine that anyone has come up with the brilliant idea that is about to unfold before your very ears here on this podcast. I, I imagine the fight between Grogu and Wicket would would go something like this. You've got to have Michael Buffer, of course, making all the ring and out, you know, entrances and everything in this corner, standing at you know however tall Wicket is. I, I guess I should have looked up those stats. It's probably on the back of his trading card. Um, you know, covered from uh, head to toe with fur. He looks like a teddy bear, but he fights like a bee kind of thing, you know. And uh, and in this corner, the surprise before your eyes. They call him baby. He don't call, he'd just be like, don't call me baby Yoda. It's Grogu. And then they just stare at each other, you know, and eat different things and just look cute. And, you know, then people pass out from all the cuteness overload. And it's on, you know, I mean, Wicket's holding a spear like he's going to do something, you know, but instead he just kind of looks real cute. And then Groku is just grabbing things with the force and pulling to him to eat. He's the eatingest little joker you've ever seen in your life. But, and maybe that's because, you know, we really focused in on Yoda eating right out of the get go when we first met him way back in Return of the Jedi. You know who, who can help us figure all this out and, and discuss all these things? It begins uh, with a good friend of the show good friend of my life good friend in my life uh you know him shaz bazaar shaz bazaar shaz bazaar oh baby it's making me crazy Every time I look around, every time I look around, every time I look around, he's at my door. Shaz Bazaar, ladies and gentlemen. Shaz, how are you, man? Hello. What? Can you hear me? Yeah, now you're coming in real hot. Coming in real hot. Well, how about if I back back off? Maybe that would. I got way up in the mic. That might that do better? it. Yeah, that might. Yeah, that is better. Thank you. I was like, I was worried because I couldn't. I didn't have you pulled up here on the screen because I need three screens. I've got to go you to a three, three screens. I've got to go to a three screen system where I can have you guys on this one screen and everything else on another screen and every and yet everything else again on another screen. So welcome, Shaz Bazaar, to now, Geek Out now, Loud. Are we going to to use the Ewoks version? 
uh, the cartoon version of Wicket in this or? Uh, oh no, I think real, real life. Fuzzy I think real life Wicket is, is is cute enough in his own right. Look at that oh, guy. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't Sing beat. Done? I think I, you're gonna have to do something about that dog. I think Crush. Wicket is absolutely. Um, one of the greatest characters to ever come out of cinema history. But we'll talk about all that and more because we're talking Return of the Jedi today. And it's not just you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got him back again. This is two episodes in a row the three of us are together, and I'm pretty stoked about it. And now, the most listened to man in South Georgia radio. The unelected full-time commissioner of South Georgia radio. He is the guru, the repositor of all things geek knowledge. Do not make a mistake because either he or his son will come after you. Ladies and gentlemen, we call him Lord Scott Rifen. Well, hi, Steve. It's good to be here today. And now there you go. <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's me. I get look, it, it, it's me. Is that Scott Rifen doing Steve Glosson doing Scott Rifen? Yes. Uh, again, yeah. I think that was, listen, that was a big favorite bit that came out of the last episode. People <laughs> oh, loved I, it. Uh, we just need to make sure we do one thing on this uh, episode tonight, if we could, and that is just streamline it. Yes, if let's streamline. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And let me pull back the curtain for everyone because I'm going to go ahead and spoil the heck out of someone <laughs> else's show. Every week, uh, unless they have an important guest, um, we get we get invites to the Deuce cast, Scott and I. And look, Sunday nights, and it's every Sunday night, and Sunday nights are rough, and they do it late. So Scott has to be up at like 3 in the morning on a Monday morning to get, you know, to start his show at six and 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 so scott's legitimately got a job where you know he he gets on the schedule of a, of an elderly person you know supper at four thirty, bedtime by seven or eight and you know because if you don't you're going to get no sleep i'm not i mean i'm no. being a little bit funny but the truth of the matter yeah. is it's like scott's not going to be around for a ten thirty podcast for a ten thirty no. start and- and I wear the pins also, so right. it just this kind of completes and, the image. Well, and, and right, I thought you were going to say Scott's not going to be around much longer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I not on that sleep schedule, he's not. But you, know, but, but you know, the funny thing is, you're, you're going to say that they send that invitation out every week, and that's true. And we both get it. And one time, I said, you know what? I'm up. Yes. I'm going to crash yes. the party. Yes. And I went in, and they they saw me, and they like cut me off and hung up on me yep. immediately. Yep. Yep. I well, was like on the show for about five seconds. Wow. I, um, I, well, and so I, I remembered that I remembered that they were going to send it. Cause usually I'll get it the next day and be like, why are you guys sending me this and not letting me know that you're sending me something? And so I got on last night and I said, and I, and I did, I kept looking cause I'm like, I'm going to crash the party tonight. I just want to be around people who think I'm cool. And so, um, and so sure enough, I, I get on and, and I text because I'm sitting there waiting for them to pick up and pick up and pick up on the zoom. So I text and said, I text David Dollar, who I thought was the ringleader of it all, but apparently it's one Michael Nip. One Michael High Nip is kind of the ringleader of all. And I text David, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm waiting to come on, you know, just so you'll know in case you didn't see it. And he's like, I see it. Now come on, we're gonna bring you on in a second, but we're really streamlined tonight. So keep it and I'm like, this is the thing that I love and hate about David Dollar, is that he's grown up enough to look me in the eye and tell me, listen, I want you to be here. I'm glad you're here. But do not act like yourself completely, please. 
So as we were as they were winding it down last night, I said, "Well, tomorrow night I'm going to do a real podcast and show you guys how it's done." I'm like, "You?" I said, "A show, an hour and a half long show is not a podcast. I'm just getting started at an hour and a half. A real podcast is like the Wild West days when there was no restrictions. But let's bring it back. Right. You know, three and a half, four hours. This is an on-demand format." You don't have to listen straight through. You can pause it and pick it back up right where you left off. The technology right. is available to all of you. so That's right. Yeah. You can time shift any podcast. That's right. Any. That's right. That's why I try to make sure our uh, our content is as evergreen as possible. Yeah, so that's why we're talking about a 40-year-old movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. If we can time shift this. Perhaps I can pick this up in May of 1983. Yes. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Well, you can't time shift it backwards. Oh. And by the way, it's 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 really only 39 years and 348 days today. That's true. And Scott, I will say this: I have adopted, um, <laughs> I have adopted your phraseology on Star Wars Day. That, oh. That I'm an well, or- please feel that, free. That I celebrate Orthodox. Orthodox Star Wars Day. Yeah. Yes. I agree. And uh, and 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 I. it's just funny to me how like I even heard on something where people were saying this is a holiday, you know, that was started up by the, by all the big companies to sell merch. And I'm like, you have no idea. There's no, it's only been in the past few years that May the 4th has been this thing where the companies are actually taking advantage of it being quote unquote star Wars day for Mm -hmm. years. We thought Hasbro should take advantage of it for years. We thought Lucasfilm should take advantage of it and they never did. Because and then for there are those of us who hold out and like no actual Star Wars Day is May twenty fifth because that is the yes. actual date of, of release yeah so we and, uh, and you know the and, and I'm going to be honest with you I I did personally celebrate I still do I personally celebrate like you know nowadays you can go anywhere and get a Star Wars T shirt I mean anybody except Shaz apparently can go and get a Star Wars T shirt anywhere and um, you know they're everywhere but even when they weren't around you couldn't i would still keep one and i would wear one that day i would wear a star wars shirt you know that maybe i got from disney world or something on may 25th because may 25th was just always a day that i personally would mark it uh, as star wars day and if i was working a job in the mall or something i would wear a little button or something you're just hacking on me because i'm not wearing a star wars shirt right now <laughs> yes that's exactly what i'm doing wanna well, i need to give I mean, a Look, I need to give a quick shout out to the chat. I, I checked over here to make sure that Michael Nip was still here, hearing everything that we just went through about oh, him, and um, and well, so- you know, he doesn't ever invite me on the show. I think it's because Dave Dollar wanted me to do something for the Deuces, and I totally you let forgot. him you let him down. I let him down. So um, Mixler has done a terrible update, by the way, everyone, and I it's not on me. I apologize. Um, Michael Nip um, says, uh, let's see here, uh, about what we're doing. <laughs> he says, these are all lies. Um, and, uh, and he says, from a certain point, all this is from a certain point of view. Apparently, he was under duress uh, when it came to either cutting you off or making me be streamlined. I don't know, but what I do know yeah. is that D dollar sign threw him under the bus. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is he okay? Uh, I is mean, it was electric. Hospital? It was an electric bus, actually, so it was heavier than the normal ones. But yeah, mm. he's okay. Yep, and that mining and mining for that lithium for those batteries really is tearing up the environment. No, 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 it's good for the environment. You didn't so, know. 
Um, let me, guys. I want to peruse something here real quick. We we haven't done this in ages, and and I know we want to. Oh, get... it's going to be a Dave Dollar game. No, no, not at oh. all. I, I know we want to get to um to to talking about Jedi, but mm. first, I something has happened since our last few episodes, and and I really need to uh, jump into some emails real quick. got an email here from Omar and he said, I just left you a five-star review because the chat turns on Steve episode was amazing. I love the roller coaster rides of emotions in the podcast episode from heartbreak to joy. You won't want to miss the winner, the greatest television theme song of all time from a, from a fellow podcaster. He says, it seems like you've got a ton of room to grow based on your content. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Wait, so, what did that mean? Well, it it he turned it into a whole um to a to a whole pitch to use him as a content uh, strategy consultant. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. But Scott chimes in, not Scott Rifen, Scott Tamblin. Oh. Uh says, "Hey Steve, been a goal listener for over a decade now. First time ever reaching out to you. Your TV theme bracket shows were so awesome and so fun. I had to reach out. And I'm bringing this up while you guys are here because you guys were actually a huge part of um, getting that show pulled off, that that pair of shows pulled off, because it all started when I texted you in our little group text, and Scott just cut loose on a million <laughs> Diary things. Of the mouth, yeah. <laughs> Diary of the thumbs. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he says, I first discovered Goal when you started guest appearing on the Force Cast slash RFR with Jason and Jimmy. Um the TV theme thing was so fun. It made me laugh so much at your quips and comments at the chat. Great da- great walk down memory lane with some of those themes, too. You mentioned there were others that were missed, and that's why I wanted to write in. I wanted to submit a few more for consideration at some point. And these are good ones, some of them. Bewitched uh, is, you know, that, I mean, I think that's pretty iconic. I Dream of Genie, that's a fun one. Um, Leave it to Beaver. I'd have to hear that one. I don't know that I know that right off the top really? of my head. Really? Oh, yeah. That's right. I got it now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, hey, stop it. I'm singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and somebody used to do the starring Hugh Beaumont. Right. As Barbara Billingsley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tony Dow. Yeah. And Jerry Mathers as, as the, beaver. the beaver. Right. Some Somebody that. Uh, taxi. Family Ties and Moonlighting. So, Taxi's theme is called Angela, and it's a really pretty, pretty tune. Yeah, it's a nice... I'm, I remember it being like a real nice tune for such a gritty, funny show. Uh, for your upcoming animated series themes, I want to mention some of my faves. Robotech, mm. Superman, the animated series from the from mm. you know from back in the day. Uh, Battle of the Planets, that is a pretty kick one. The Battle of the Planets one is, is actually pretty kicking. Uh, anyway, that's all for now. By the way, I love Smallville 2. Uh, show and music, all things Superman. I was rooting for it, for it to win all the brackets. Take care. And that's Scott Tamlin from Houston, Texas. And then he says, Ooh. here it goes, also wanted to mention, this is a PS, I love it when you have Scott Rifen on. Wow. <laughs> you, you guys have the best chemistry and banner. Always has me in tears. 
I think you two would make for an awesome show of your own. Well, I tried to get Scott and Shaz to let's do a morning show, but Scott said he already has one. <laughs> so- <laughs> I don't think that counts. Scott doesn't want to compete with himself. Yeah. You were born. I was, you were, you adopted radio. I was born to it. Darth Vader breathing. That's what Scott did. He basically went bane on me. He's like broke my back know, and everything. So do you know, at one point I actually did this, um, a radio show. When I was doing, I, when I first got into radio, I was doing this this little AM station, different little AM station, but uh, in our in our group, and uh, the boss said, "Well, you're getting great ratings." I was getting really, really good ratings, and he's like, "You're getting great ratings, but I need you on our hundred thousand watt FM station because that's where we make money, not on your little rinky dink station. So if you give me those ratings on the AM, FM station, we'll be happy." And I was like, "But I don't want to go. I like doing what we're doing." <laughs> and it's like, "Well, that's nice, but..." You're not a benefit to the company here. You're a benefit to the company there. So uh, I had to move my morning show over to this other this other station. But uh, and it was one of those things where like do everything that you did over here that got you all the great ratings. Then I got over there and like okay, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't you know? And uh, but I was so attached to that other show that I was for a couple of weeks I secretly would record a half hour of one show pre-record it and then run down the hall and pre-record a half hour of the other show and then come back and pre-record so that I was doing both shows in the morning at the same then when I, the boss found out about it he blew up on me wow that's the yeah. best though but Good yeah night. I was doing two shows uh, every morning on two different stations two totally different shows on Man, two different that's stations true. now I'm doing the same show on two different now listen that's... I don't know why they didn't just get a good salesman to sell the stuff on the show that was successful with the high numbers I mean it, oh excuse that me makes sense doesn't it easy excuse it, me guys you... Excuse me, guys. Yes. I've got to jump around this other feed and do the bill real quick. Oh, sorry. Welcome okay, back yeah. to the Big Honking Show. We're so glad you're I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me streamline that. I I'm just, sorry. I learned from Scott Rifen how to do that. <laughs> Good night. Man, those radio, those, those radio consultants. Mics. Those radio consultants are something else, aren't they? Uh, no comment. Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one comes from Brian. Brian Boshan. Brian says, I've been I've been enjoying listening to the Gold March Madness TV theme songs bracket and it, and in sundry oh the brackets in sundry that isn't uh, that I'm sorry, I think this is supposed to be insanity that has in, that has transpired. I don't care if the chat did turn on you. I still love you, brother. Thank you, Brian. Listening to the episode in the car made me wonder how similar the ALF TV show theme song and Quantum Leap TV show themes were. They are eerily similar, but turns out different composers. They only sound similar by coincidence. Alf was composed by Alf Clausen. That's Clausen, not Glossen. Uh, Quantum Leap, of course, composed by the great Mike Post. So and, it's kind of like uh, Total Recall and Conan. Sure. Do they do they have similar? Oh, they're very similar. Yeah. Really? 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 Yes. Huh. Yes. And one's Basil Poldoris, and the other one's Jerry Goldsmith. But they're really similar. Hmm. Well, Alf, you know, thinking about it, Alf is Alf's a little more up, honestly, a little more upbeat, but not quite as orchestral as Quantum Leap is. So, um, good thoughts, Brian. It is similar. Yep. Uh, let's see. Lisa was talking about Samuel Kim music, and that because I played some on the last uh, in the last time when we were waiting and everything. Uh, and this final one comes from DJ. Here we go. He says, my son and I enjoyed listening to TV theme episodes, although we may have a quibble or two with some of the choices. Hey, so do mm. I. Uh, here's here's my list for animated themes to, cons- to consider. Mm. So here we go. This is a long list. We'll just run through it real quick. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy, not familiar, haven't watched that or, or don't know it. 
Uh, Inspector Gadget, yes. Voltron, yes. Scooby-Doo, of course. Flintstones, yes. Jetsons, yes. Super Friends, I'll probably leave that one out. Um, <laughs> what? The, <laughs> you're right. The Simpsons, yeah, I think so. Futurama, I, you know what? I've I've never, I, I couldn't pick out Futurama's theme in a lineup. Uh, I don't know it. Looney Tunes, curtain coffee, right? in that one? That one? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that? Uh, yeah. The TV th- I so thought he was talking on. about like, Oh, around broke down. That's or, right. Yeah. Dun, 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 oh. dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, my friends Tigger and Pooh, uh, Mighty Mouse, Spider Man, Spider Man and his amazing friends, Superman, Fleischer. He's he's he puts there. Now the Fleischer Superman basically uses the same theme as. Yeah, I think it uses. I think it uses the same theme as the Avengers of Superman. Um, Thundercats, Underdog. Linus and Lucy, yeah. I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's a theme. I don't know if that's a theme song for a TV, for a cartoon. Well, Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey's great. Number one what you talking about? Uh, Transformers, Animaniacs, Pink Panther, Roadrunner, and GI Joe. So that comes from the mask. Well, that's listen. Here's the thing. I'm trying to figure out how to do the divisions for those brackets because. I, Ten months to get it all in your head. No, I want to do it now. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> I, I want that to be like the next episode. So <laughs> I'm serious. Like May Madness, basically. May Madness. Yeah, yeah. So hey, everyone, thanks for thanks you guys for emailing. It's geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys. We appreciate you emailing in. And uh, with that, let's jump into this thing. So. 40 years ago, coming up, you know, 39 and some days ago. Uh, 348. 348 days ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were graced with Return of the Jedi in the screen. This was, for all intents and purposes, the last Star Wars movie uh, yes. ever to be made. Um, so, or so we thought. You know, like, I, I guess Weird Al thought it would go on that Luke would be making those movies till he's old and gray, but I felt like this was the perfect ending to the perfect trilogy of movies, and and it couldn't get any better than this. So it is the perfect ending to the perfect trilogy of movies. Yeah. So now you guys are much older than I am. Um, I'm ten. You're you were I'm, ten at return. I'm twelve, and you were I'm twelve. 10. Okay. It's, yeah, Scott's twelve, and you're. Um, I was six. Six. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it was. Listen, this is right in my wheelhouse at six years old. Oh yeah, and uh, and and absolutely was stoked when I saw the commercial come up on TV that Return of the Jedi was coming out, and it was Star Wars. Man, you, I'm serious. Like life could not get any better than. Did you did you go back? Did you did you see the re release with the trailer tacked onto it? I did you not. Know, they no, the I first didn't. Film. Huh? No, I didn't. I I never okay. saw Star Wars. I I never saw the original Star Wars. I say original. I never saw A New Hope in theaters until the special editions. That was really? the, yeah. That was the first time I ever saw A New Hope on the big screen. I guess I should have paid attention really? during your Star Wars story. You really episode. should have, Scott. <laughs> yeah, because it was out in wasn't it eighty two that it came back out, Scott? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what was I was a, thinking. I remember seeing it in eighty two. Yeah, and they they had a Jedi trailer attached to it at the end, and. Oh, yeah, it was it was great. It was wonderful. Wow! Uh, and it gave us a lot to look at. You know, not a lot of finished effects, but it gave us some stuff to look at. Right, kind of like that first Empire 
a trailer yep. with the Macquarie art. Wasn't that Ooh. all the first Empire one was? Ooh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, but it I, was a. No, is that did the Macquarie art? Was that on the one where it had like the picture, just the still shots of all the cast? And then it and, would fade out with the little like with blinds. the lines. Yeah, it would blind out. Yeah, like yeah. And Harrison Ford was talking at a higher pitch and faster right. rate. Right, return. Yeah. So is this the is this the theatrical trailer from? This is the one from eighty two. See if I can get this going here. Twentieth Century Fox logo. Mm-hmm. The force return for the climactic clash between the forces of good and evil. It's just a star field. Return to a galaxy far, far away. There we go. Now this says Return, return of, the of the Jedi. Yeah. The next chapter in the continuing Star Wars saga. Man, we were in the Death Star, then we're on Endor. Freedom rages on. Chewie's throwing a stormtrooper. Saw a few Ewoks there. That may not be the one. I think that's the one. Because because it was still Revenge of the Jedi at that point. Luke's got a blue lightsaber. Yeah, if you if you'll. uh, Luke's got a blue lightsaber. Yeah. One of the things that I remember very much about it was that the the. the one sheet, the poster, had yep. the Revenge of the Jedi logo on oh, it. Oh, wow. Had okay. Stripe across it. Yeah. What's yeah, fun it, in the, What's fun in this thing is like there are deleted, there's clips of deleted scenes. You know that now, knowing the movie so well, you know that these are, and having seen some of the deleted scenes on the Blu ray and all, you know that these are indeed deleted scenes. Yeah, I think this is like the first theatrical trailer. For when it was in, um, uh, Scott just sent a sent a link there. Sorry. Oh, that's the '82 re-release of. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the one sheet. Yeah, that's the post. and that's where it says "Revenge of the oh, Jedi." Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. See the coming attractions for the next. Well, did so. I guess what I'm asking then is, was there was there a trailer or a teaser in theaters that actually said "Revenge of the Jedi"? Yeah, yes. yeah, that one. Wow. Okay. That one right there. Yep. Return. Um, but I mean, like on screen, they didn't name it Scott. Until '83. Yes. Yeah. See, see what it says. Look, you see what it says on the poster that I sent. Right. Where it says. Yeah, I, I see that, but I'm what, but I'm, what I'm asking is, is by the time things got in the in on the screen for this did had the when did the title change is is my question it was sometime Some, i would say early 83 late early 82 83. yeah all right here's here's a teaser this was august of 82 okay so this says and granted so this says this was an original tree teaser for the revenge of the jedi but it says it was shown with empire strikes strikes back re-release so this must that must be the person not understanding where it came from yeah i don't know about that for real all right well let's let's give a listen to this then see see how this works a long time ago in a galaxy far far starfield like they like to do red letters yeah revenge of the jedi star wars saga join the further adventures of luke skywalker still shot of luke a little bit of Luke walking around. Luke pulling on the... There's a blue lightsaber again. Still shot of Han. 
Yeah, this is definitely an earlier trailer than one I just had going, but it's similar, some similar footage. Lando Calrissian. Chewbacca. Sounded like he was fighting a sand person. C-3PO and R2-D2. Wow. There was a, there was a shot from the sandstorm in that. Nice. Revenge of the Jedi. Coming next summer to a theater in York. Yeah, okay. That's Red awesome. was a big deal yeah. in 83, too. Yeah. That's... Finally, they could do the kind of on screen really well, and they made the most of it in Return of the Jedi. Was that not something they could do originally? No. no okay. it, there was something different about I think it was Panasonic. It was either Panasonic or Sony. One of those two figured out a way to get Red to really show up and really pop on screen. And so if you look in Return of the Jedi compared to Star Wars, yeah. There's so much red on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. I think that's capitalized on the red guards and everything. It just changed everything. And the title. Well, sure. The yeah, red. for sure. I ain't knew that. The, um, there's an ad. There's a, uh, I think it's a two-page spread ad, or maybe it's just a, a one-page in a magazine. It's got George Lucas with all these Return of the Jedi props around him. And it's either Sony or Panasonic. And it says something about red. That's cool. I here's the thing. I like that logo. Of course, was now there's a poster with the two hands holding a lightsaber up, and it's in blue yep, there. Yep. But by and large, my my in my mind, Return of the Jedi was always red with the border. In fact, uh, a while back when I was trying to make t-shirts and stuff, thinking I was cool and sharp, I um I did a t-shirt for Geek Out Loud in that Return of the Jedi style red on black mm. yep nice that, and that was that was kind of the style for a lot of the merchandising tie-ins if you remember right yep in for fact sure. in fact like the 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 models of the amp uh is it amp amt amt Ertl models uh they were silver with the the red on there uh, like the pencils and erasers were black and red the presto magics were black and red yep yep hmm. uh yeah, I've got a what I've got is a Geek Out Loud shirt that looks like that Jedi logo and it's got white writing but it's got the red border and then I've got one with the red writing and the red border um that I had that I created these designs uh for some t-shirts. So um I don't know how no, to tell you, I, I don't well, I don't know how to tell you how to get to them. Um <laughs> If we could get to them, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to learn Spreadshirt again, uh, to do that. So, but anyhow, I'll. Yeah, you know what? By the time this is up, I'll try to have those for sale, and I'll have a link to where you can buy them. uh, Everyone, not that I make much money off of Spread. I never figured out how to make money off that. If anyone knows about Spreadshirt, let me know. I'd like to talk to you. Um, to make a little. Let's make a little merch. Make a little merch money. How about that? So, um, yeah. so, so, Shaz, you're six. Scott, you're twelve. As a twelve-year-old, Scott, yeah, ten. You're six. No, you're, you're six. ten. You're ten. 
Yes, yes. he's ten. You're six, and I'm six. Yes, and Scott, you're twelve. I'm twelve. Right. So Scott is a twelve year old. Um, yes. You know, I, I said I was right in the right wheelhouse, but I really do feel like this is something that was made where you and and both Chaz as well, but had growing up with it now, because that you know that means Star Wars came out when you were six. Oh, and yeah. and so yeah. so you're now this has been your childhood really the formative years of your childhood. Yeah. What was what was your experience in getting to go to Return of the Jedi as a kid? I'm so glad you asked. Um <laughs> this is my Star Wars story. Yes. No, but you know we spent we spent 3 years. Yeah. Yeah. Going, "Oh god, what's going to happen? What's going to And I'm like, I'll tell you this. I'll First off, there's no way Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. There's no way. Just it can't be. I'm so glad you haven't changed. I, was, <laughs> I just hear there's ten year old Scott on the playground. Oh, I'll tell you this right now. No, wait, Darth wait, Vader's wait, not. Wait, wait. Darth, Darth Vader's not I'm, Luke Skywalker's dad. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I was right with you, Scott. I mean. How could he be his father? It just doesn't work. The math doesn't seem right. None of it seems right. Plus, I mean, Luke's good and Darth Vader's bad. I mean, you know, Vader does bad things. He kills people. He smokes cigarettes. You know, it's there's no way. R2-D2 smokes cigarettes. Well, but 3PO made him stop. That's true. That's if you right. remember. That's right. if, if you'll remember now. Yeah, if you recall. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, so we were we were going crazy over this thing. And he, here's my thing. The Saturday before the movie came out, and Wednesday was May 25th. May 25th was a Wednesday. Right. Okay. It was a Wednesday release. And uh, the Saturday before, I was down at the store. You know what the store is? Yeah, sure. Jiffy Jack's. store or something like that. It was it was a Jiffy at the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, it had been Jack's. Yeah. How'd you know that? Chaz? Because that's where I used to get my comics was Jack's, the Spinner at Com- Jack's Cardinal Mart in Ashland, Kentucky. At Jack's? Yep. Really? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy because you talked I mean, about it sometime, and then I was like, "Wow, we all got our comics at Jack's." We had them at Jack's, but I mean, the guy Jack Jack here was Jack Hart. I mean, he was he was a local. So Jack was really Jack, oh. not name Jack Jobs. Well, this Jack was a Jobs. Local Jack here too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was so happy. I was so happy. I got to throw in a Muppet movie reference. Muppets movie reference. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we're talking about the release of the Muppet movie now. All right. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. I was seven years. Old. No wait. Um, so I went down to the store, and it was it was a little minute market at the. It was like right at the entrance to my neighborhood. So it was like mecca. Nice. You know, and when you could go by yourself, that was like amazing. And this is where so, Tenton in the chat says this is when Scott was still getting his Star Wars inside scoop from Star Blazer magazine. Star Blaster. Star, Star Blaster. Blaster Star Blazers was a whole different thing. Star Blaster. And I had the scoop. But um, so I was down there, and I'm and I'm, my thing was always to creep the magazine racks and the book, you know, the book uh, things, the book uh, whatever Shelf. they are. Yeah. Shelf. Display. Thank you. Uh, yeah, display. And uh, so I'm creeping there, and all of a sudden, I see Return of the Jedi on the shelf. And I'm like, okay, this must be the magazine. Because, you know, there was always the magazine that would go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the companion, the souvenir program. Right, yes. And I yes. pick it up, and, it's, and it says in the top left corner, a Marvel <sighs> Super Special. And I was like, no. This is the adaptation. This is the comic book. 
Nice. Of no. the movie. And this oh, was this was magazine this. this was magazine sized. Yes, the magazine sized one, full color, Baxter yes. paper, you know. So this Marvel is like super special. They the made 19th. a you know they made a like a paperback, a little pocketbook paperback version of that too. Yep. Yeah, I had yes. that. Yeah. They did they did that of all of them. Um of course the, what I don't like about those is they kind of hacked the art up. Sure. To make them fit on the pages. Right. But uh, except for the original film which they actually just reprinted in full page size just tiny in black and white. But, um, I, so I, you know, I buy it cause I mean, what do you do? It's right there. It's the adaptation. So I take it home. And of course I do that thing that I have to do. I live across the street from Jeff, <laughs> your minion. And you know, there's always that rivalry. There's always the, you know, I got this star Wars thing first. I got that star Wars thing first. And I couldn't really win with Jeff cause Jeff always got stuff. Like if Jeff saw something, he wanted it, he got it. Mm. Uh, and I wasn't that way. Was Jeff an uh, only child? No, Jeff had a brother, but they both, they, their parents were really good about getting them stuff. Um, my parents, eh, you know, they did okay. My parents did all right. I might mean, got some good stories for when it is time for my episode of my Star Wars story. Right, but, right. Um, I did get the super special. Of course, I, I see Jeff outside as I'm getting home with it. I'm like, Jeff, look at this. I got this. He's like, what? And I said, yeah. And he says, uh, how can I get it? And I can't not tell him where it is. I said, all right, sure. I'm going to tell you where it is. But you have to promise me. That if you go get it, we're not going to read it till the movie comes out. We're going to ruin the movie. <laughs> oh wow! So you have it in hand, and yeah, you have the fortitude to not open it. Well, I did, and then he's like, "Okay," and he tells his mom, "Grover's here." Yeah, I gotta go get the thing. <laughs> so he goes to. So he got Roth the dog and Grover hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes down to the store, <laughs> and he's. Mommy took me to get the to get the book. Sweet, he, he walks. Back. He gives him. He walks himself down to the store, and but uh, he, and so his mom takes him down there. He buys the book. He comes back, and I'm like, okay, we both have our books. Remember, we got a pact here. I told you where it was, only under the promise that you're not going to read it. So I come outside a couple hours later, and he is sitting in the driveway reading it. <laughs> and that bum Jeff is reading this book. Yeah, that's right. So I was like, you know what? That's it. That's it. I'm reading it too. There's no way. I'm not going to go in there and he's going to know and I'm not going to know. Wait, Scott, <laughs> that's a little extreme. Couldn't you have just gone the other route and said, this friendship is over. You didn't do what I said. <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Well, no, the, no, I couldn't do that. And I'll tell you why. Because the first show in town on May 25th was at 1 p.m. And of course, when I found out that the show was at 1 p.m., I said to my mom, "Hey, we're, we're, you're going to get me out of school. What time to go get see Return of the Jedi?" She went, "What? I'm not taking you out of school to see a movie." I said, "No, no, but I, I know you wouldn't take me out of school to see a movie. But this is Return of the Jedi." And she said, "No, you're you're not getting out of school to go see a movie. This isn't a movie. This is an event. Come yeah, on, this is Return of the Jedi. It's like my life here." But ma'am. <laughs> Mommy, are you going to let me see Return of the Jedi? No, son. I didn't let you see it. But it's Pumpkin Spice Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so, they, so, yeah, so the next show is at four. But the problem is mom can't take me at four. So Jeff's dad has to take me. So I can't end the friendship with Jeff. No, I got to go with my best friend Jeff to see Return of the Jedi. <laughs> So, and boy, and let me just tell you, because my mom kept saying, you're not going to go see a one o'clock movie when you got to go to school. 
And, I, and there ain't nobody else going to get their kids out of school to go see a movie at 1 o'clock. And, of course, we're sitting there waiting for the 4 o'clock movie to start. And the, the early show lets out. And it's just a stream of kids. It's, oh, all, yeah. it's all my it's, friends, yeah. <laughs> it's a stream of kids coming out. Hey, wasn't that the greatest? And, I'm, and, like, the only thing that's not crushing me about this is I still, and I'm looking at them all going, I still knew everything before you did. <laughs> One up. That's right. I still know what so, happened before you did. So what matters most is Scott knew. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, even before this, Scott, here's here's my question to mm. see if, if your neighborhood was like mine. When it moved publicly from revenge to return, mm. you and Jeff had discussions about the reasons for that, I'm sure. Mm. Did, which one of you said, well, you know, return's more of a Jedi thing. Jedi don't seek revenge. Who was it who made that point? I don't know that anybody, I don't know that either of us made that point. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I think that was kind of part of the narrative at the time. Uh, I think Starlog might have made that point. It um, was my next door neighbor made that point to me. Yeah, Missy see, Myers, like we were revenge. walking up the road and underneath the sycamore tree, I remember exactly when she said it. She Under said, well, the sycamore sense. tree, Missy and me. Steve, that is not streamlining this. <laughs> oh, we're streamlining. No, you don't have to stream. No, 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 guys, guys, listen, listen, look at me. I'm the captain now. We don't have to streamline this thing. <laughs> but wait, we're trying to sabotage your show. Your show here. Sabotage. Sabotage. Yes. <laughs> it's a trap. But, but it was her point. That was her mm. whole point. Now, we had spent the past three years arguing whether or not Luke was uh, actually Darth Vader's son, but... I don't think we were insightful enough to, d- well, she, to come up with she that. she was a year younger than I was. Well, not oh, wow. really. A couple of months, but a whole year behind in school, the way schools work out, you know. Yeah, the girls are mature, much more mature than we are at that point. Much more mature. And so she had a Death Star. capable of deeper thought. She had a Death Star. Nice. She had a Death Star. As did I. Is that what they called a badonkadonk back then? (laughs) What? Remember, I was 12. He was 10. I was 6. Yeah, I heard. (laughs) So anyway, that's our story. That's that's my thing. So you were there opening day at a 4 p.m. showing? The 4 p.m. show. Ticket prices normally were $150 for kids and $3 for adults. But because... I guess 20th Century Fox was demanding such a bigger cut of this one. They were 250 for kids and 450 for adults. Do you remember how you felt or what your reaction was coming out of it? Like, what was yes. the? It's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Yep. How long? Same thing I said at Empire. Same thing I said at Star Wars. <laughs> right. How long did that uh, did that opinion last? Do you? I mean, um, just just ballpark it. I don't know six seven years yeah you know what it, 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 it until i just stopped ranking them you mm-hmm. know i see people on twitter all the time ranking the star wars films I, right i can't you saw people ranking these films in 1990 on twitter no 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 on twitter no, now you see it no no i'm saying now you see it <laughs> i'm just checking about your your twitter knowledge here yeah just... yeah no i'm just saying you see it all the time now and i just i'm i've never been one i could i can't rank them when i was a kid everything every new thing was the best thing ever you know well sometimes every, they still are every new kiss album was the best kiss album ever every new star wars film was the best star wars film ever and and did make it hard you bring wicked up it did make it hard a year later for me to go 
the Ewok Adventure is the best Star Wars film ever. <laughs> yeah. And that, that made it a little tough. You know. They didn't release that in the theater now, near you, though, did they? No, no, no. no they didn't release it in the theater. So see. Dave, Dave Jones and I are going to actually be doing the Ewok adventure on Steve and Dave watch a movie or, or watch movies with Steve and Dave on, on Patreon coming up. And um, and I'll save all of my stuff for there. But I remember that night that came on. It was a Sunday night. Yep. And after ABC? after church, we went over to some friend's house and turned it on ABC just as fast as we could to watch it. And when that monster comes out that had kidnapped Sindel and Mace's family, you know, and some of the Ewoks comes out, I remember when it was all over, we're sitting around talking. I'm like, man, that thing was like the Rancor and a Bantha and all these things mashed in one. That was just George Lucas' imagination, man. It was awesome. And I'm sitting there like, what, seven, eight years old talking that way like I like I know. You know, it's just <laughs> I was holding court about that thing, thinking I knew what I was talking about as a kid. Yes. So Shaz, what did you get to go on when it opened, or or, or? Oh, no, no, no! I no. I was watching the the newspapers very well because you know I had a newspaper route by that point. Um, but uh, and the thing about Return of the Jedi is they had a you know every every other listing always just had the name of the movie and the times. This one had a picture. Yeah, yeah. It had yeah. the royal guards. Now, now by s- speaking of, now, but you mean in the newspaper? In the newspaper. Right. See, people, uh, kids, a long time ago, newspapers actually were our way of discovering so many things. Oh, yeah. Movie oh. times, the news, how to get a job, I can't. where things might be for sale. I right. can't tell you. I mean, during the summer, it was just like, my favorite thing was open the paper on Thursday nights because we had an evening paper at the time. Mm-hmm. The paper would come Thursday evening. I would open up that paper during the summer and see all the big, you know, because they'd have like a two-page spread of all the stuff coming tomorrow. Right. And then Friday, another giant spread. Uh, I loved those. In fact, I still have uh, the the Sunday of that weekend, the Florida Times Union ad for Return of the Jedi that I cut out of the paper. That oh, doesn't really? sound like yeah. something you would have and keep, Scott. That doesn't sound like <laughs> you... <laughs> Mr. Ephemera? I don't I don't tend to keep Mr. Ephemera. Mr. That's that's your comic book supervillain name, Mr. Ephemera. And it's got to be a villain. People get trapped in the mounds of That's right. Stories. That's right. When the heroes show up, he's like, "This is from my first time as a when I got snubbed by the date. This is what here is my origin story piling up on you." <laughs> and I like, can't wade through all of the tchotchkes. <laughs> but I think it was Tuesday of that week. It, it had that big ad that it was coming tomorrow, mm. and I was like, "Oh, we got to go see this. We got to go see this." And and we were going to go see it as a family. We always went to see it. They dropped us off to see Empire. In 1980, mm. three kids, we got to go to the movies by ourselves. You were seven. I was seven. For Empire, okay. Yeah. Uh, my brother was... Steve was four. Three. Steve was yeah. three, sorry. Three. Yeah, I was... Uh, my, my brother was... He's He had just turned... Uh, was five years older? Uh, Twelve. He had just turned 12 then. So he and my sister and I all went to see Empire. And that was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I mean... The sound of those snow speeders going across from behind to in front. It was it was amazing. But that's a whole other story. We were all going as a family to see Return of the Jedi because this is the end. This is the last Star Wars. Tuesday night. The next week. Mm. How am I going to wait till Tuesday night? Mm. So come Thursday morning at school. 
some of my friends had seen Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh. day, more of my friends have seen Return of the Jedi. Wow. Saturday morning, Randy McClure comes over. We're playing outside, and he's like, let's, let's get your mom to take us to the, down to the cinemas. I said, yeah, Randy and I want to go see a movie. No, we're seeing it Tuesday night. Well, we'll watch another movie. Yeah, yeah. Looks at the paper. She sees what time Star Wars or Return of the Jedi comes on, and she takes us five minutes late. Mm. Oh, no. There weren't trailers like that. So she knew we had to go see this other movie that started, you know, 10 minutes afterwards. Dropped us off. Well, she dropped us off. You know what we bought tickets for? Uh huh. The first time I watched Return of the Jedi officially was Tuesday night. But oh. I started Return of the Jedi with R2-D2 and CEO going to Jabba's palace on Saturday morning. Nice. So I kept that hidden. I acted like I didn't know anything. You know, she picks us up. She's like, how was the movie? Oh, it was great, Mom. And that was, was it. <laughs> was this a special thing? Was this like the only wants to see it together, therefore you can't go see it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't watch the same movie in a theater twice that well that's well until star wars you didn't yeah so when now so so you you missed the opening with the new death star and everything yep. and and darth vader and like oh. yeah the emperor's oh, coming here chicken Form the commander we shall double vader shuttle has uh. hold on time out now listen garrison did say uh. when is dad going to complain about the 15 minutes of exposition and giving, giving me flashbacks now to the greasy chicken fingers though. greasy chicken fingers yes Oh, awful. What are you talking about? Star, okay, so Starlog comes out. Yeah. This is like a month before the movie comes out. They issue Starlog, and they've got like, oh, first photos from Return of the Jedi. And I'm like, this is, okay, great, I'm buying it. And the, there's the photo of, you know, that's one of the big photos is the is the Death Star 2 and the Star Destroyer going towards it and the shuttle and everything. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous, gorgeous photo. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I was so excited to have that thing. It did not leave my side. I took that Starlog everywhere, and I showed it to everybody. I said, look. Return of the Jedi. First, first pictures from Return of the Jedi, and um, we went on a field trip to Fort Frederica, and yes. I took my Starlog with me. Oh no! And of course, they packed lunches. For yes, us. of course they did. So fried we all chicken. sat out at the. Well, we all said, "Yeah, it was fried chicken," and they and we all sat outside. But these three girls sneaked back and ate their lunch on the bus. Mm. And while they were on the bus, they saw my magazine and decided to have a go at it and look at my Return of the Jedi pictures. What are their when names? The Give bus, them up. I don't, I don't remember their names. I've flushed their names from my memory. It was so <laughs> traumatic. But I got back in there, and they had just, I mean, just the fried chicken grease on their fingers had just totally just destroyed the pictures. Destroyed the pictures. I was just, I was fuming. Yeah, that's the shot. Yeah. That's the shot. Beautiful shot. Yes. Yeah. I love At least the it was until the, the greasy fingers got on. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shaz. We interrupted you with greasy chicken fingers. Sorry about that. So no, you, that's all good. That's all so good. you walk in Saturday morning, and um, and you're walking into R2 and 3PO coming up to the door of Jabba's palace, or yeah, you see that you see you see it just them walking along the sand, and then immediately <clears throat> out comes each other. Walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So, so it was it was cool. And and but and you never told your mom until Nope. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> she can probably hear me right now. Yeah. But that's that, that, she may know. Who knows? And may I can know. I can hear it now. Well, Stuart, I'm very disappointed that you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said 
the truth. Yeah. The so movie was great. Talk. Well, did you, so what was your, what was your feeling coming out of, do you remember how you felt coming out? Like what your opinion of it was? Is it, oh, it was great. It yeah. was just, you know, how do we tone ourselves down getting in the car? Mm, okay. <laughs> we were so amped off. up after this. It was stupendous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will tell you, for me, one of the things was that, um, I didn't really, until I got the super special, didn't really think it was going to end, end. Hmm. I thought they were just going to keep making these forever. Right. Well, Starlog had things that, uh, an interview with George Lucas, he said uh, hmm. that there is, there, there's two other trilogies. Yeah. And at some point he said there were three trilogies, yeah. four trilogies. Yeah. yeah, at one point there were 12 movies, at one point there were nine movies. I think it yeah. depended on, you know, how he woke up. It depends on how much money I want to make. But uh, and so we I would mean, argue about that for years after Return. Of sure, the but, yeah. But yeah. at this point, we thought this was it. I mean, Darth Vader's gone, Emperor's gone, everything's back in order. Things are good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean you mean it was a happy ending to a movie? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it was 1983, man. Right. Right. And so, so the story actually had a good conclusion where you could yes. end thinking, "Hey, everything's going to be okay." Yes, yep. and that these these. Uh, if, Solo and Leia are in love. Yep. They will spend their lives together. Yeah. Without Maybe a doubt. have some tremendous children. Luke yep. is going to rebuild the Jedi Order. Yep. He's going yep. to pass on what he's learned. Yep. He pass on what he has learned. That's exactly It's going right. to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new age of just peace and prosperity for the longest time. He's yep. going to train Leia. We, yeah. all, we all believed he would train Leia. Sure. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Was she set up. Mom Mothma is going to run the Repu- Republic. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Yep. You know, I got to be honest with you. I seeing Mon Mothma even back then. I was like, "Is she the overall leader?" I guess I understood she was the overall leader, but it never. I was never thinking, "Well, she's going to lead things from here on out." I always assumed Leia is going to be in charge. You know, really? like yeah, like just. Well, you were six, right? I was six. What do I know? I was just six <laughs> years old. I didn't care. I was six years old. I, I, what was your feeling coming out of the theater? You know, I can't tell you what day we went. I know it was one evening, and it was early on in the release because there were lines at the Georgia Square Mall in Athens, Georgia, out the Mall door. Family? Yeah, yeah, and my buddy Greg from up the street. We all went. Oh, Greg. And, um, I knew he'd be there. Yeah, man. Greg Greg Richards. We all went and had a great time. And, and as a six-year-old, I was like, dude, when Darth Vader took his mask off, that's when I was like, this is yeah. not cool. I don't know that I want to see this. I'm, a... And so I was kind of watching between my fingers, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to see this, you know. And, um, and, and, but when it was over and it was happy and everything, you know, I've always been, even as a kid, when I was walking out, I was just like, man, that was amazing. That was so awesome. That was so good. And I just kind of internalize it and think about it and think about it, you know, and, and then it would be later on when we would be sitting on the trampoline talking or playing with toys. That's when all the big discussion would come out. But I think I was overwhelmed by the amount of people still waiting to get in to see that movie as we were leaving that night. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Like literally they were lined up from, from down the, down the corridor of the mall, out the door, down the side of the mall and almost all the way up to the road in the at the Georgia Square Mall, um, and, and and it was just amazing. I was I was overwhelmed with just the spectacle of it all as a six year old kid. You know, my my Star Wars engagement had been a videotape, uh, oh, the, yeah. the CBS you know first time ever to air on on network television. You know, with all of the different hullabaloo that went along with it before and after the. 
the movie, you know, that was my exposure to Star Wars continually. That, the toys and trading cards and storybooks, you know, and, and of course the read along on tape or record or whatever. And, and so, so, and, and I, and I remembered going to Empire as a three year old kid, but I fell asleep. You know, I was a three year old. You know, when I see three year olds now, I look, I'm like, they took me to see Empire Strikes Back when I was like that, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, it's a, it's amazing to think that I was carrying around a tackle box full of trading cards. Now, granted, I'd already seen where they had Return of the Jedi trading cards in the store. And so I'm like, yes, yes, please. I'll take some of these. There's new pictures to look at, new things. And now I could read, you know, new things to read on the back and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, but I, I was just so just, it, it, it really was in a lot of ways sensory overload. And so my processing would come through playing with the toys, through reading the storybooks over and over again. Through, because, again, I, Shaz, like you, our family was, we went to see it, and that's done. You know, we'll wait. And at that point, it was kind of like, well, maybe it'll come out on video in a few years. Years, mind you, not in a few right. months, in a few years. And, um, and so the next big event really was when my friends had it on Laserdisc, and and my uncle had the means to copy from their laser disc to his videotapes. <laughs> now, nice. now you, you inherited a lot of star Wars stuff from your brother. I inherited. Yeah. From the 78 stuff. Yeah. 78, yeah. 79 kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but what was star Wars to you being six in 83 mm-hmm. being three in 80? What was star Wars to you? I mean, did you see the original star Wars in all of that? No, you didn't. You didn't till You didn't see it in theater till ninety. Not until so not in theaters. No, I saw it on video. Yeah, my mom went to rent it for a birthday party one time. This was when it was first available to rent on VHS, um, and rented it for a birthday party. She had to put down a hundred dollar deposit in the early eighties to get to get the VHS to get oh, the VHS yeah. tape. Rented the VHS with her? No, no, to, just the tape. Yeah, just oh, the just VHS the tape. tape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and so we watched that at my birthday party, and I was just enthralled. Like, I could quote Star Wars to you by the time I was six. Like, I knew Star Wars backwards and forwards. I'd just never seen it on the big screen. You know, I I had Empire Strikes Back toys. You know, so I'm I'm I wanted I asked for an ad at every Christmas. You know, of my life basically. I love the whole. I love the idea of having an ad at. I had the Millennium Falcon. I had. Uh, a Star Destroyer playset. I had, um, you know, you you. I had two. I had a Tie Fighter. I had an X Wing. I had. By the time so when a turn Jedi comes around, I get a Y Wing. You know, I figures out the Wazoo. You know, I had, and and I wasn't one of these kids that felt like I want to go tie firecrackers to these guys and blow them up. I, action no. figures were precious. They were a precious yeah. commodity. And, and I think my Star Destroyer place that was very precious to me, and I always made sure to take really good care of until it. Until you like propped everything up on it in your storage room, <laughs> in, your, in your storage room, but but like mini rigs and just the whole gamut of things. And my thing is, it's like so yeah, I would play Star Wars, but I'd spend a lot of time just looking at these characters and ex- and then finding them in the trading cards, you know, and kind of comparing with the figure to what was on the in the picture in the trading cards. The trading cards were a big part of my my experience with star Wars because empire was the one that I had seen the least because I don't know when it actually came out on video. video Yeah. It wasn't out on video. It, you know, I remember one time it was like on HBO and we didn't have HBO, but I, I just, that was my star Wars where the book, where the storybooks, the books on tape and everything. 
and uh, or the the read along the 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 read and and listen kind of stuff. Book, book and record. Yeah, book and record, book and tape, and um, and so Return of the Jedi was just this experience for me of like, this is Star Wars. I'm getting to see so a new Star Wars the, movie. This is the first time you're kind of you're kind of fully conscious. conscious oh here. yeah, yeah. I'm and, I'm and you're in the middle of you're awash in all the Star yes, Wars. Sir. Happening yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And and there was no bigger push at the time than Return of the Jedi. Not it at just all. Wasn't. Yeah, I, dude. I like there are images that will just take me right back to. Uh, to Georgia Square Mall in Athens, mm-hmm. um, in KB or Playland Toys, you know, because remember there used to be two toy stores in the mall sometimes. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, Playland and, for us here, yeah. And uh, and 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 I just there there are images that will take me right back to the aisles of those stores, looking at the carded figures, looking at the the ships, looking at everything, the coloring books. You know the the, uh, the sheets and the toothpaste or the toothbrushes and the shampoo. the shampoo stuff. Yeah. There, I, I wish I even asked you one time because the same artist who did a lot of the artwork and stuff for these marketing things did some cards for like a series of Empire Strikes Back, and it's really good. It's cool pop art, you know, like it, it's it, it's it's stuff that I think is worthy to be hung up somewhere. Um, but very animated, very clean lines, cool. I almost rotoscoped, I guess, in some ways. But, uh, th- but that those kind of things, the Pepperidge Farm cookies we've talked about, you know. Um, I I cut I cut the pictures off of the boxes of Pepperidge Farm cookies and pa- and taped them to my wall. Yeah, yeah. It it was just so neat because like I was more aware as a six year old kid, of course. You know, I, you know now I'm. Now I'm with friends at school. Now we are talking about this stuff at school. Now, you know, it, it, I went to a, a kid. I was at Oglethorpe Elementary up in Athens, and there was this place where there was just big rocks sticking up out of the ground where we would go sit and talk. And we would talk about the movies that had come out or the cartoons we were watching, you know. And this is where we'd have our discussions about, well, what do you think of when this happened? Oh, well, that's so cool. What about those B-wings? Why do you think they call them B-wings? I don't know, man. They don't look like bees. You know, at they least. Look like tees. Right, yep. yeah. And so, you know, those, those kinds of discussions would literally be had. But we we all loved it. We all thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And, like, you know, Darth Vader died, and that was awesome. And, um, and, and but, man, he was a good guy again. That's you never seen anything like that. Bad guys were bad guys. Mm-hmm. Perpetually. Yeah, yeah, you know. And and here's Darth Vader turning, you know, when he and it just I it, and 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 Chaz, you mentioned the red thing earlier, and I do remember heavily associating Return of the Jedi with the color red. The cards that had the red borders around them yep. and everything. It, yeah, our series did, yeah. Yeah, it was um but yeah, I absolutely like to me, I, I'm just like, this is it for me. I, I don't and when we went to see it the other day and on the big screen, you know, just just watching, I was like, I just don't know that it gets better than this when it comes to Star Wars. I know you don't have the the big, you know, there's no double lightsabers. There's no, you know, spectacle of a city that is a whole planet. There's none. There's none of that. But man, there there's some good storytelling and some and some good times to be had. Now, right, Garrison asked Scott, "When you're going to complain about the 15 minutes of exposition in Return of the Jedi?" Yeah, I'm watching it the other day, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it it becomes very it becomes very obvious to me 
that one of the things a lot of people complain about on the film is that, you know, some of there are some pacing issues with the film. Now, when I'm a kid, I don't see it. I don't notice it because there's Yoda and Yoda's saying important things. And then Obi-Wan's saying important things. But literally from the end of Jabba's, from the end of Jabba's sail barge scene mm-hmm. to basically them going to Endor, mm-hmm. there is 15 solid minutes of nothing but exposition scenes. Here's... He's, he sits with Yoda, Yoda right. does exposition dump. Right. He sits with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan does exposition dump. They go to the rebel fleet, the fleet does an exposition dump. And it's it's amazing that they're that we as kids sat through 15 minutes of exposition. But there were so many things that that exposition was doing for us. You know, with the like you said there was a lot of information given. Yoda is dying. You know, it to yes. me I don't look at that as exposition. The action is that Yoda is actually passing away here. And you're just kind of caught off guard by that. Not that Yoda was ever, you know, seemed like a spring chicken, but like we reunited with him just to watch him die, you know? And so, and so there, there's that powerful thing happening. And then the revelation of another sky and, and then here comes Ben to kind of tie all the loose ends up for us and everything. You're hanging on every word. Because, because as a twelve-year-old and a six-year-old, you are well, and a ten-year-old. But I think even as someone who hasn't seen, if you haven't seen the movie, you know that you're hanging on every word, and you're also, and again, there's also still visuals to behold and look at. I, you know, you know, I think yes. you know, we haven't seen. We we saw Obi Wan right before Luke left Dagobah in in Empire. You know, kind of that fully formed deal. But now he's, now he's sitting on a, branches as he walks around. Yeah, and he's hey, sitting on a log and stuff, and. <laughs> And and Luke is that log had a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark Hamill says Yoda was not dying. Adoy was being birthed. That's true. That's true. <laughs> He's completely right about that. <laughs> um, but the, the the and then when it comes to back to the Rebel fleet, you're like finding out. Here's the plan. It 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 oh. it. Don't forget the music. Yeah, and and suddenly that makes it seem like it's more exciting than it is. Yes, you've got all the ships going by. You're getting the pan through. You've got new creatures in there. You've got Prune Face. You know, somewhere back there, and is she Tibbs back there? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, for sure. You've got a lot of eye candy, but here's the here's why you can't do that now. Because everything's released in a binge fashion, and I don't have time for a bunch of talk, and I want to see action. <laughs> but we waited three years to find yeah, out. Yeah, we did. Is Darth Vader Luke's father? What's going on with Obi-Wan? How come he's kind of there and kind of not? So we're all in on this. Yeah. And, and, and if there is good in Darth Vader, you know, how is this going to all play out? So we're, we're invested. Mm-hmm. We're three years invested. Hmm. They can take their time with us. Not today. No, I don't. But and I and I don't even know. Like it's so. There's also something though that's subtly done that tricks your mind. That that was kind of they did it with, uh, you know, the editing in Star Wars in the first Star Wars, and it kind of just carried through the rest of them. They do a thing where they get all the coverage, and you're literally only getting you're getting less than seven seconds for every camera shot. So, so yeah. you got a shot of Akbar talking, then it cuts to the re, to the reaction, then it cuts back over here, then it cuts this. So even in those dialogue and, and monologue and 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 exposition scenes, there's there's fast cuts that kind of keep it feeling like it's moving. 
Mm-hmm. And, and there's witty banter between Lando and Han. Oh yeah, in the yeah, in the in the scene, yeah. A bit of fun. Yeah. We, we got to have fun in Star Wars. Yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. You're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I like it's never it's and obviously I know I'm biased, but it has never bothered me. I've never thought I've never felt like it was I too much exposition there. I I watched it twice. You know my story of Friday, right? No. Okay. Friday, April 28th, 2023. Uh, they didn't. They didn't get the, the They didn't get it at a theater anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. Orange Park was the nearest theater. It's about an hour and ten minutes away, down in Florida. And um, so they had a twelve thirty show, and I was like, I I really just want to go ahead and see the show. And then I found out later that G Man wanted to go with me. Yeah, and he couldn't go because he's working a grown up job now. But Dad, so, I wanted to go. But Dad, but no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do that. He he's not that guy. He's not a whiner. I mean, he is a whiner, but he whines differently. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, <laughs> I was going to the Taji station to pick up some <laughs> power converters. Um, so I bought tickets to twelve thirty, and I knew that that G wanted to go see it. So they they had. And here's the other interesting. I want to go. I'm Garrison Rifen. <laughs> I'm going to see Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Um, I'm going with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but what was interesting about that, the theaters, when they first announced the times, it was 12.33, And then as those filled up, all of a sudden it was 2.15, 6.15, 7.15. They started adding shows yeah, yeah. because the demand was there. Yes. And th- yeah. that's the beautiful thing to me. Star Wars always does that to me. Like when the, you think, well, this is not going to be any big deal. Right. It suddenly becomes a really big deal. That's yeah. the end of the Empire. That's a special edition. That was this thing this past week. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went down to the, it was an hour and 10 minutes away. I went down there to see it at noon. This was great too, because it was a 1230 show. So that one wasn't really sold out. Uh, but like the center seats were all sold and I like to sit in the middle. So I sat as, I picked a seat as close to the middle as I could. So I just walked in and sat next to these two guys that didn't know me from Adam. Excuse me, guys. I'm going to sit right here. Yeah, yeah I'm going to sit right here. Just don't mind me. But, uh, and uh, so so I did that, and then I had to get back in the car and drive back to Brunswick, get Garrison, drive back down to Orange Park. Oh, that's the best. The 715 show. Wait, you oh, saw yeah. it twice in one day? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes. And so that's when I really started thinking about it because I did sit through it twice in one day. And it, as I was watching, I was like, you know, this, there's a lot of just sitting and talking for a long time. And the Obi-Wan scene in particular, because it's so quiet. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, I, I, yeah. Oh, look, I can't disagree with what you're saying. And this is the problem with the way that you make your argument, Scott, is you're not you're not you're not uh, positing this as a negative thing. You're just saying it, you're making an observation. It it. It would be a negative thing today, but I think we as kids, we were just so fascinated. And I, I think that's kind of the power of Star Wars mm-hmm. is it was just it, this myth was had us so enthralled that it didn't matter. But nowadays, also, starting with the advent of DVDs, everybody's been to film school. Yeah, right. Everybody, you know, when I was in college, they taught us about aspect ratio. And I was the only guy for years that I knew that would talk about aspect ratios. And now, like. G-Man walks up, you know, the aspect ratio is not right. on. <laughs> I'm Garrison Rifen. I have a problem. Is not correct. So, <laughs> the aspect ratio yeah. is not correct. I mean, like every, ever since DVD director commentaries came out, like everybody's been to film school now. Well, I'll tell you straight up. I still don't understand aspect ratio. Um, 
Oh, but I I can tell when something's pan and scanned versus widescreen. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, I speak. Okay, total a little bit off topic here. The the big one of the biggest Star Wars revelations I ever had in my life was when I did see A New Hope on the big screen with the special editions, and when Luke says there's sand people, all right, I can see one of them now. You can see I yourself. actually could see the sand person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you didn't get the ninety three box set no no okay no yeah i had the 93 box set i was a a letterbox nerd okay i had a buddy of mine had the laser disc and he made me vhs's before that came out right but see i had vhs's and letterbox but in 93 scott you were 27 and so (laughs) i was 16 and in hazelhurst georgia where we didn't care about that and if i ever saw a movie with the letterbox, I always thought, "Oh Lord, I'm not sick. This is so stupid." I was one of those plebes that thought, oh. "This this makes it worse." Until I realized, "Oh, I'm seeing the whole of the screen. I'm seeing the whole of the yeah. picture here." I am 16, living in Hazelhurst. Exactly. I'm a plebe on the screen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Wow. And well done, sir. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, the so, uh, anyways. Um, no, I the thing is those the, the movies of that era though had a lot of that. Take Raiders of the Lost Ark, for example. Raiders has this amazing opening sequence, you know, where wow. he's yeah. he runs from and then next thing you know, he's in a college teaching. He's talking to Marcus about the pieces he found. They're really good pieces, Marcus, and then he's talking to the guys from Army Intelligence and and it takes a minute then. And one of them's Porkins. Right. Exactly. But it but it takes, what I'm saying is, is like, and, and honestly, yeah, this is at the beginning of the movie, of course, to kind of set things up. It's not dropped in the middle of it, but it's still there. And it's still something that we accepted and, and, and took as being a part of a movie where at some point the action has to stop and we've got to get, you know, the story told so we can move forward. This goes back to what I often talk about, which is I did not realize until much later that I was supposed to not like the holiday special. Hmm. Um, I didn't know at the time of Return of the Jedi I was supposed to not like all of the exposition scenes. And, and, and it was not until I was in college that I, I was told in a class, in a screenwriting class, that I was supposed to not like everything after the first 10 minutes of Raiders for that rest of that first act. And they would say, the, the reason that there's such an exciting opening 10 minutes of the film is because what comes after that is so terribly boring. And I went, and I never thought, I mean, I, I always loved right. that, that, right. that book. Yes. You know, with the latches yeah. on it. It was a Bible. Uh, it's a Bible. It. Yeah, it's just a whatever, big family Bible. that thing's called. Yeah. Uh, it was a book with these latches <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sacred book. The Sunday school book. Yeah. And... He had the latches and the picture of the ark burning people up and the music. I I loved all of that stuff. And so I didn't know until I got into college that I was supposed to not like that. Yeah. Yeah. So everything just has to be in fast forward all the time. Is that the idea? But Scott, here's the thing. I wish you would have had the, and I'm surprised you didn't in college, weren't able to say, no, no, no. The reason they have that incredible 10 minute opening sequence is like to be like a James Bond movie. Because that's what yeah. that's why they did Indiana Jones is because George said I've got something better than better than James Bond, yeah, and and that and so that's that's kind of the and that's why you see that formula in all of those movies. There's that whole opening action sequence before we get into everything else that's going on. Um, 
there was something. Oh, you mentioned the 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 picture in the book. Did you guys, Shaz? You were at Celebration, the first one in Orlando. Sure, was it that one. That four? was five. 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 Yeah, five. five. Four was Los Angeles one. Yeah. That's were right, you three, were four. you were you at five, Scott? I was. Did you go to the Macquarie exhibit? Uh, I believe I did. Yes, I did. That picture was. They there. had that picture there. They had. I remember where it yeah, was. Yeah, it was amazing to look at. I was blown yeah. away. It was to me that was one of the more exciting things that was in that exhibit because I wasn't expecting it. That's when I met Paul. Yeah, Paul was, was a great actually dude. Actually, right beside that. Oh, picture. nice. That's sweet. That's cool. Yeah. yeah like, but which picture are we talking? The about? one out of the, the Bible from the from the Raiders oh, of the Lost oh, Ark. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I it, remember that. Yeah, it was. It was like a. It really was like a revelation to turn around and look and just see it there. You turn the corner and there it is. And yeah. and I was just like, did not expect to see this and and was surprised at how taken I was with seeing that painting in person or that picture in person. It was really, really cool. So you know, we, we only did a few hours that day. We only, we only went to Celebration 5 for a day. Yeah. We got there a little bit later than we wanted to. Okay. Dead battery. Right. And we had to leave a little bit earlier than I wanted to. So Scott, you're 12 when Jedi hits. Yes. What What did you do with the Ewoks in your heart and mind? Oh, I love the Ewoks. Yeah, I loved the Ewoks. I I was I never understood because you know the, like the 15 and 16 year olds in the neighborhood hated the Ewoks. They're stupid. They're just they're just did that as an excuse to make toys. I'm like, well, that's okay because I want toys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine if they made an excuse to make toys. That's good because I want more toys. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. And Shaz, um, Shaz, you were okay with Ewoks then too? Well, I was told that at, in fifth grade, you're supposed to put away your toys because now I'm mature and I'm going to listen to music and do this. That was one of my friends. I was like, why would you put away toys? Toys are fun. <laughs> and and then he comes in with, with uh, uh, pictures from Return of the Jedi's got Ewoks. He said, it's teddy bears. Mm. It's just about teddy bears. It's like, those aren't teddy bears. Those are Ewoks, and they're going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're going to yes. be awesome. That's yeah. Jar Jar Binks, man. He's going to be the best. He's, <laughs> I got him tattooed on my arm. So. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I got a Jar Jar tramp stamp. Um <laughs> Man, the Ewoks shaped a lot of my childhood after that. Like, we, that was an Ewok that that Halloween. Were you really? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I won first place. Nice. It cost me twenty seven dollars to buy the fur and the material for that. Wow. I won twenty five in the contest. So you so you broke even. It was two two bucks and change. Wow. Is what I paid for wow. that, and Lucas won it also. Wow, <clears throat> well, that was Indiana Jones at Halloween. Oddly enough, nice. Wow, that didn't that didn't go over great. Oh, that was a very frustrating day. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I you know I made the costume myself. I'm sorry, sorry to bring up bad memories, Scott. Know, well, Where are you, a cowboy? <laughs> well, no, no, it was worse because I get oh look at the little hobo because I drew oh, yes. stubble on my face. Mm. Oh look at the little hobo. I'm like, does a hobo have a gun and a whip, lady? Well, some of them. Some <laughs> No, and now they do the Only ones down that they at the all tent. do. Yes. <laughs> the tent. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was a frustrating time. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I had to give up. When I gave up Toy Shaz, it was when my dad, my friend of mine showed up. I was a freshman in high school. My friend of mine showed up one day and said, look at this. And he had figures. He had like a Solo and Carbonite figure and a 
a weird uh, Jabba's Palace figure. I'm like, where did you get those? Like, Walmart. A man, a man. Blowing them out. Yeah, and I don't know if it was a man, a man, or it was that is he the only Jabba's Palace one in that way? Or Yak? Well, Yak Face, but I don't think Yak, yak Face, face actually showed up in. Yeah, it must have been a man, a man. A man, a man. A man, a man. Um, so yes, yeah, so, and he's like, they're blowing them out at Walmart. They're like a dollar or seventy nine cents or whatever. Oh wow. gosh! And I was like, oh, I got to do this. He's like, I got a bunch of them. So I went home and I said, Dad, we got to go to Walmart tonight. And I was like, why do we have to go to Walmart? Because they got all the new Star Wars figures and they're blowing them out. And he just said, Son, you got to get over this toy thing. You got to stop with the toys. We're you're you're in high school now. You got to be grown up from now on. I ain't taking it here to get toys. So I was like, oh. Okay, well, I guess I'm not getting toys anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> okay. So the next time I happened to be in Walmart, I checked out that they were already gone by then. Mm, so of course. Golly. Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have known that as a child. Yes. But I, I'm telling you, the only, well, let's see, I had Anakin. Um, wow. I, see, I, I never pieced I had, together that. I had away. Anakin. I had Anakin because he was a mail away. He was a mail away. He was mail away. Yeah, exactly. So he's the only one of that wave that I got. And then I've got Rumba, who was the Ewok, one of the Ewok, one of the yeah. Ewoks in that wave. I've got the brown. I've got, have you seen? Have you seen my stuff? My on the wall. You haven't really have. You? I haven't really no. Uh, I've got, I've got these cases on the wall, that I have action figures in, like shadow and boxes. They're they're like shadow boxes. All yeah. the ones with the uh, colors that were behind them on the card. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Wow. And I've got all the way down to Anakin. Nice. Basically. Nice. So, and then I don't have anything else from there because I started pricing them out and I went, oh, no, no. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Look, unless unless you're just independently wealthy these days, you can't you can't finish out that what that collection, unfortunately. R2 with the lightsaber. Yeah. Anakin. Oh, you, are you trying to? You had an A-Wing pilot. You had Anakin. Luke and Stormy. I'll take the ones I don't have. Oh. Stormy Luke. The Wait, A-Wing? No, A-Wing pilot was was a previous wave. Nope, he A-wing. was last sixteen A-wing or was last seventeen. A-wing? He had a he had a coin. Yeah, the red the red A-Wing. Pilot? No, no, that's no, no, the no, that's B-Wing, B-Wing pilot. Oh, it's B-Wing pilot. A-Wing, A-Wing is in green. Yeah, A-Wing right. pilot's in green. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Yak Face. So four of them I didn't get. Yeah. Hmm. See, I didn't I didn't get any of them except Ramba, and that's and it's really kind of a bummer to me. But you, when you look at those figures, the, really the only the stormtrooper Luke and um, and a man of man is cool just because he's so different. He's cool. Uh, General Lando is is all right. That cape's a little rough, but um, Imperial but, Gunner's awesome. Oh yeah, Imperial you Gunner's. Gunner's you're right. Imperial, Imperial Gunner's Gunner. in there. Imperial dignitary is is you know it's like okay, what are you doing here, man? Um, but that was Kenner. They would just. Like they that's something the they started way back in the seven. They started back with the with the Star Wars stuff. It's like they're making Hammerhead, who had all of a second or two of screen time. You know, that's the second wave of Star Wars characters. It's the Cantina aliens. That's huge. Yeah, it's amazing. They so were right to do it. Well, yep. yeah, and but it it began a trend that would carry through the rest of the 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 series. Is you just mm-hmm. they made they made the obscure uh, obscure background characters. You know and. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were able to really have some adventures and let your imagination fly with yeah. some of these people. Yeah. One of the things that I've, uh, you know, as much as I love the EU stuff, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that's always frustrated me about it is that so much of it conflicted with what I played. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've, I already came up with this guy's story. What are you doing? I've already told yeah. his story uh, and that's not it. That would always frustrate me. Well, what is, what is your favorite 
uh, Shaz, your favorite moment in Return of the Jedi, your favorite scene, your favorite part of Return of the Jedi? Oh, man, are you going to bomb me with this right now? I am, yeah. Probably early on, mm-hmm. you've got, uh, you know, hands been unfrozen. He's been in the dungeon with Chewie, and they're all coming out to meet Jada. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> how we doing? How we doing? <laughs> same as always. Yes, yeah, same as always. always. <laughs> Han was always my favorite. When we were playing Star Wars, really? I was always Han. Oh. Everybody else wanted to be Luke. Well, there would be no argument for me. See, that's. I was, I was him for Halloween one year, too. You were Han Solo for Halloween? <laughs> yeah, it was. See, that's funny. You, got, you talk about everyone wanting to be Luke. In, in my experience, or. or and what people seem to claim now is everybody are Han Solo guys. You know, everyone's like, I loved Han, so I always loved Han. My experience was everyone liked Luke. Like, he was yeah, the yeah. hero of the story, you know. Well, I was Luke for Halloween twice. Oh, nice. I was only Han for Halloween once. Yeah. So, Scott, yeah, you, and it was, it was Luke's story. He was the main guy. Do, what's your, do you have a favorite moment? Adventures of Luke Skywalker. Do you yes. have a favorite moment from Return of the Jedi, Scott? Uh, I always loved the lightsaber fights. Yeah. I love the Emperor, but I also love all of the Jabba rescue stuff. Yeah. I love all of the Jabba rescue stuff. Um, and, and it's funny because the other day I was the reading somebody. Everything. Yes. Oh, the, the Return of the Jedi. Oh, oh the, the Return um, of the Jedi. Oh, no, that's a terrible um, story. I guess if we're telling, we're talking Return of the Jedi, I guess we got to tell Return of all the Return of the Jedi stories here because this is what this is for, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Should I, should I save this one for later? Because no, it's kind of a it's a VHS story, and I guess you, you're in the middle of the favorite moments. Thing. No, go for it, Scott. Okay. Um, Look at me. You're the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so, Return of the Jedi came out in the spring. I think it was March of '86 on VHS, and I was dying for this. I this was just like I was. Because I, I never went away from Star Wars. I was 15 at the time. And I, I never went away from Star Wars. Uh, when we f- got our first VCR and we joined our you know first video membership, I like demanded we got a free video rental with the membership. And I like, demanded we get Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and my dad got mad at me for that, too. Um, <laughs> dad and Star Wars didn't really mix, I guess. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, when Return of the Jedi came out, he actually set it up. So we rented it, you know, and it was like one of those things I had to skulk around the video store waiting for one to come back in. And when it finally did come in, uh, we got it and we, and my dad dubbed it and made me a tape of it. And it was one of those things where, you know, I think Jedi was like 212 when it first came out. So it, it wouldn't fit on a 120. It was two hours and 12 minutes. And so we had to record it on LP. Well, I'm, 15 easing into 16 at this point and um <laughs> so i got my tape but it's got a couple of hours at the end of it right oh no and um you know we got cinemax now oh no scott and i'm i'm a young teenage young man scott are you going to taint? Are you going to taint Geek Out Loud with sordid tales of here's, here's what teenage happened. hormones? I'm yes, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> okay. So, so one night, my parents go out to dinner, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sneak and I'm going to record what's on Cinemax after dark. My parents went out late one night, 
and I was going to record what's on the Cinemax movie so that I could have access to that kind of thing at, you know, 16, almost 16. And so I did that, and then they came home, and I quickly, you know, got rid of it. And, and I recorded it after Return of the Jedi. I didn't record over Return of the Jedi because that would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. So I had my Return of the Jedi tape, and I watched the heck out of it. And um, Well, yeah, especially but, now. But Well, but then I had the secret, whatever <laughs> was after that. But you got to remember, this is also not the era where everybody's got a, you know, a device in every room. We have a VCR. So mm. I have to wait for the next time they go out to actually watch what's on the tape. And to fast find out what you recorded. Find out what I recorded. But I knew it was smutty, but that's all I knew. So they leave, and I start going through the smut, fast-forwarding, looking for the smut. And then they forgot something and came home. Oh, no. So oh, I, no. I like, eject on the thing real quick as I see them coming in, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. They're like, what are you watching? And I go, Return of the Jedi, and I show them the tape real quick. And then I walk in my room. And this is what you always do when you're trying to get away with something, is you, you're supposed to, like, play it off and make it no big deal. But instead, I walk in my room and I put it in a little filing cabinet that I have in there and I lock it. Mm-hmm. Because that's not trying to draw attention to anything. Right. So, um, a few days later, I come home in the afternoon and my mom comes in my room and she says, Hey, come here for a second. No. Like, what? She goes, Your dad's watching The Return of the Jedi. Come oh. in here and watch The Return of the Jedi with your dad. Oh, no. And I go in there, and my dad is watching my tape. Mm. And he's watching the Cinemax movie. So the punishment for me was... Mm. You ready for the punishment? He erased Return of the Jedi. They erased Return of the Jedi. Oh. They erased the tape. Michael Nip says, I had no idea this would turn into smut out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tangled web we weave. Yes. Oh, it was awful. It was an awful, awful, awful experience. Man. That's all I can say. Man. Yeah. Steve. Yes. Your favorite part of Return of the Jedi. What is it? Man, you want yes. to know on NPR. I yes. gotta I gotta tell you, I I you know, I love I love the Java stuff as well, but to me for most of my life, it's just that moment when when Luke stops beating his dad down and <laughs> turns to the Emperor and says, No, you failed. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. What a line. I just yes. love that moment in time. Yes. And then and then the Emperor's retort, so be it. Jedi. Jedi. And yeah. you That's know the best. Yeah. And and I just that that moment absolutely just sends shockwaves through me every time now. I just it is it is so great. I love the Ewok on the speeder bike. You know, I, yeah. I look the speeder bikes were Again, it was one of those things that like Lucas did so well when he would when a new movie would come along, it's like let us show you something new. And and so the speeder bike chase was something absolutely cool and amazing like we'd never really seen before, you know, and and they and I mean that kind of stuff and that's what I was saying earlier like the Ewok yeah. stuff, the indoor stuff really shaped a lot of my childhood moving forward for the next few years because there was this area in our front yard in where we live that was just, it's almost like in this neighborhood, they cleared out woods, but they left patches of, of forest and woods in oh, people's yards, oh, you know? That's great. And so there's yes. this little corner of the yard that was just a lot of 
you know, still a, a kind of a thicket of trees and bushes and stuff. And we called it the Ewok forest. Mm. And so like that was when, when we were playing, we're like, all right, you know, if we're playing something like, all right, our base is the Ewok forest, you know, and that's where you'd go up and you'd, and, and you'd have to infiltrate the Ewok forest or, you know, back of the trampoline kind of thing. And, um, and, and, and I just thought, I just thought it was all the coolest stuff, but man, that, that moment with Luke and then like, you know, any, any of the adventure stuff that's in that movie, I love what, and, and, and to go back and, and once it, once I did have it on video and once I was able to watch it again and again, to just pick out the different creatures in Jabba's palace and, and, and get a, and get as good a look at them as possible because Mm -hmm. Muppet fan, creature shop fan, you know, and, and now I'm looking at, the just the, the craftsmanship of it all yeah and i had the figures of course you know i had Rees and yeah. and weak and um and of course i had jabba and salacious crumb you know and squid head uh but but then i was trying to figure out where they're at in the movie you know was right. always mm-hmm. kind of a fun thing as well so yeah um what did you did you did both of you go see it this time around i did not yeah i did i oh. did yeah i think i texted you guys after after it because there's always something that you notice that you didn't notice before, something that reintroduces itself to you that mm-hmm. you remembered that you forgot. Yeah. And one of the ones that I, I caught this time that I had not really noticed before, if I did, I'd forgotten it, uh, is when, when Jabba pulls the curtain back and reveals himself to Solo and the princess and everything, um, Reese has got his hand over 3PO's mouth <laughs> yeah. to keep him from speaking. Yeah. Because I, I guess he's afraid he'll... Because he did try to warn Luke, if you remember, on the... Right. right. You sent that. You sent that. And I wanted to be Scott Ryan and be like, oh, yeah, I saw that years ago. But I, I was like, no, I'm going to give Scott this. I'm not going to be a jerk and jump on this wait, thing. Wait, what, what was it? I'm not going to be Scott Ryan and I'm not going to be a jerk. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Make sure I followed that line. I'm going to do neither one of these things, both of which oh. really skirt the line of each other of being the same thing. Uh, but of course. I, I think I, I didn't see Dengar in that until. Uh, Probably, I don't know if it was in the wide screen version from '93 or if it was at the special edition when I first saw Dengar in Jabba's Palace. I didn't see Dengar in Jabba's Palace until the special edition. So much, and 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 it surprised me so much so that I wondered, was this in the original? Mm. So I had yeah. to, so I, I had to go back and kind of look for it and see if he was actually there, you know, and, and come to find out, yeah, he was. Um, there are a lot of those. I, there was something I did notice this time around, Scott, in Jabba's palace that, and I can't remember the fullness of exactly what it was, but I remembered looking at it and thinking, "Oh, I need to." This is like what Scott saw with Rees. I need to notice. I need to make sure I remember to tell, to mark this. But the dude, is it said, that thing that's on the arch that just kind of is moving around no, back there. No, I've always oh, yeah. noticed that. But that that was they actually made an action figure. I say an action figure. He came as part yeah. of a a set with the. It wasn't the power of the Jedi line, but it was it was one of those like multi packs of like some Jabba's Jabba's palace creatures and stuff. And he's got a name and everything, but I forget what it is. It's now wait, wait, what are you guys talking about? There's, there's this something that's like attached to the arch behind Jabba. Oh yeah, that thing with the tongue. His... And he's got a long old yeah. tongue. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and but you'd said something about I think the wind chimes had a specific shape. Was that not you? No, that wasn't me. The wind chimes that Bush bangs her head on, I think they're like Jabba shaped or oh, something. I haven't heard anything about this. Uh-uh. That must have been well, another text string. They were, I think they were dice, weren't they? Weren't they just hanging no, dice? No, they're not dice. But, okay, I didn't know. I figured we'd try to squeeze that in there. Yeah. No, that's not it. That's not it. 
And then, but, of course, yeah. well, and then, of course, you know, you, so speaking of Jabba's Palace, you can't talk about Jabba's Palace without getting into the music of Jabba's Palace. Thank you. And, you know, Jedi Rocks is just one of the greatest achievements of our time. Um, no. No. <laughs> I like Jedi Rocks, but I prefer I, I much prefer Lofty Net. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote that right i believe he so. is in and i don't know a if, different song i don't know if he wrote it but he he uh i was thinking he wrote originally wrote it and it's like actually a different song there is lofty neck that is done by earth u-r-t-h i can play that real quick if you want me to does it have and william's son is in that he's English he's words he's doing something in that yes it does it has yeah. it does have um yeah i've got those Lop to neck, wanna sing to me, wanna feel the beat. Yeah. I heard neck. you first time in KB Toys at the Huntington Mall. I'm going through KB Toys and, and I'm like, oh, there's Lop to neck, and then it starts singing in English. I was like, what is this madness? Yeah, yeah. And where did they get it? But the version I've got actually goes into, um, goes into some Yub Nub as well. Yeah, they, they bring both the uh, old tunes into it. Okay. I was thinking it was, that was first, but that wasn't first then, you're telling me. I don't know. Now, what'd you pull up there, Scotland? Uh, I have the sheet music. Oh, cool. What? I have the sheet music. Oh, this is greatness. I have the Return of the Jedi sheet music book. Sweet. Now, who? So then, who? Who are we seeing composed and? Uh, music by John Williams, arranged by John and Joseph Williams and Ernie Faselius. Okay. Ab Quixenic Fezzi. Yeah. Chup. Chup. Call him in. He's jaw ooh. A reading by Scott Rison. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> An audio book. Put your heart into it, Scott. Really, let's Watch hear the... Like, well, no, the problem... Hang on. The, the problem is I'm old now, and... Uh, oh, you got to get true. your readers, yeah. You know what? There was a time where I would have made fun of this, but I'm, <laughs> I can't do that anymore. I, I must... I must confess that I, I... You can still make fun of me because I have bifocals. I've been... Well, listen, I've been known to put readers on over my glasses. Um, <laughs> okay. Where, you want me to start at the beginning? Yeah, let's let's do a dramatic reading of Lofty Neck. <laughs> Lofty Neck. <clears throat> Ob quick zenic fezzy. Job. Call him in uh, his jal ooh. Batak peg guido skipi off. Yeah. Jaras Bazdeg Zorze Zat. Jerwer Tuster Morve. Qui Nebayoge Zenon. Walk. Laptinek Sebnotvan. Cook Jaras Bazdeg Zorze Zat. Laptinek. 
Ram Witja. Koja P. Puyaf. Laptine. Kibaha Top Web Jex Piva Bep. Laptine. Rataran Wim Jocked. Koja P. Quiaf. Here into the lesson. <laughs> in the book of Optimus. That's awesome. <laughs> also got Ewok celebration in English and Ewokies. Yes, Yubnub. That's the other let one. Chop, chub nub. Let me let me, let me do a little bit of. Let me do a little bit of. But you know what it doesn't have? Tatu Tanaba, a dub de gobo. Tuaka Funu Hunu Munaka Han Solo. All right, well, Luke, Pete, Chaka, Gobi. Two way Paka with Obi Wan Kenobi. There you go. Have story? Let me do the original yeah, one here real I quick. So. Let me do the original. I never realized that. I think that is what it is. Yeah, that's what I always thought it was. <laughs> now, in 1983, and really for the next 14 years, as as Star Wars ended, this is what we were hearing. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with this at all. No. Oh, this is far superior to the other I like it when they break it down and do the low. Um, I also Isn't like that glory. Isn't that the translation of that? I don't know. I... Loa is power. 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 each up power. We got the power. Loa is power. We got power. I got the power. Um, I, I love that. There's there's almost like a call and response with some of them back there. Like they're just cheering the singers on. It's like yeah, yep, nub. They're kind of doing that in the background. Yeah. But Scott, you're talking about the Miko version. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to open up right into the rap or not. Sounds like it is. There's two versions I have of this. I had this on 45, by the way. No. Oh, that's I mean, look, I don't I don't want to sound like a geek, but that is cool. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> B side was Lopsy Day. Yes, I have that here. Yeah. They do the same call. They, I love, he's got his hype crowd behind him here on this rap, and I, I think that's so cool. See, and that's that's why I think obviously that's why I believe that's the freakio thing. Yeah. 
I'm just waiting for somebody to do the edit where they dub that in over him telling the story to the Ewoks in the film. <laughs> okay. Oh, <yes. clears throat> well, hold on. That's what I want. Well, hold on. Hold on. Scott. Storyteller. Let me ask you something. Do you want to make that an official request right now? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Stuffity, Stuffy. if you're listening, uh, we want the the, the rap from, <laughs> from Miko's. For this is what you can do for the celebrate the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Oh, I want this bad. I have not put out the call to Stuffity in a long time. A long time. And so I can think of no better way to swing back around and, and put, a call, put a shout out to Stuffity to say, if you're listening. And I don't know. Stephanie may not like me anymore. I don't know. I don't know who likes who, what likes what anymore. But I will say, Stephanie, if you're out there and you want to do something special for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, the scene where C-3PO is telling the story, throw in him doing actually doing the Miko rap instead yes. from, from Return of the Jedi. So, Absolutely. I and, want that. And, uh, and let us know. And of course, you know, we'll, we'll promote your stuff. We'll put it out all over our social medias and and retweet it and everything else. So. I'll, all 15 of my Twitter followers, I will let them know all about it. Hey, do not forget, Stuffity was responsible for taking Thrawn aims to kill. Of course, you've not seen it, Scott. But when Thrawn is introduced in, in Rebels, just spoiler alert for you here, buddy, there's a scene where he's training in his own little personal dojo, mm -hmm. and he's training against like these droids and stuff. And the doors are closed down the hallway, and you can. And so Stuffy actually took Shaz's song "Thrown Aims to Kill," and he muffled it so that when they're walking Just up to the door, the door, you hear. <laughs> and then when the door opens up, it's up. But he also put in like a click, so like he's stopping the tape or playing a tape instead of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so that became like this great running joke for Stuffy. He has a trilogy of "Thrown Aims to Kill," yep. where Thrawn starts his music as he's getting to be a. <laughs> As he's moving into attack motors, <laughs> like he can't go into battle without playing that music. Those, those tie defenders coming in. Yeah. And, and he's playing it there. Then there's the one where he goes after. Where he uh, and Ezra are fighting in his office, or he and Hera are fighting, that's or something. The same, same one, isn't it? No, that's not the same one as the as the oh, training one. No. We're off them, I think. Okay, well, I'll have to, I'll go look. I'll go find out. But I think maybe Yoda even turns on Thrawn aims to kill somewhere along the line in I, Mandalorian. I think that'd be probably awesome. The, probably where he's pushing the buttons. In yes, the, that's the one. Mm. Okay. Hey, I can see that. So, so yeah, so that's Neck and Yubnub. Now, I will say this: Did you guys hear? There was someone who released, and of course, this happens all the time. But recently, someone put out a modern, quote unquote, modern trailer for Return of the Jedi. No, did it tell the whole yeah. story in the trailer? No, it, they actually did a good job of making it like a trailer, but they used this music that is a version of the current celebration theme from the end of, of the special edition of Return mm -hmm. of the Jedi. And they reworked the music so that it's really, really, I mean, it's good. And um, uh, let me give you a taste of that from this from this person. That's great.
sorry, everyone. Scott just pulled out some uh, some <laughs> inserts. Anyhow, that is uh, Epic Trailer Music UK, that and that dude yeah. he did a great job of taking that piece and making it. He, I don't want to say he elevated because I don't think the piece needs elevating necessarily, but he put a great twist on it to to make it very interesting. He and Samuel Kim Music have done some stuff like that, and it's it's really some cool stuff. Scott pulled out some Return of the Jedi inserts from the toys back in the day, the little flip books that Kenner would put in things. I have three of the maps that came with the Power of the Force stuff. They did planetary all maps. Three. Really? Death Star. I didn't get Tatooine. Indoor and Tatooine, yeah. And um there there I'd love to figure out a way to get them framed safely, but I mean I played with those things as a kid. They became part of my Star Wars play. Oh, um, it told you how much bigger the second Death Star was compared yep. to the first one. Yep. I mean, that stuff was canon to me. Yep. It was it, How did it, that come in? That must have come in that, the uh that came wing in, fighter. In the let's see, the Y Wing fighter. I'm trying to think of the things I have that would have come in. The Y Wing fighter. They had a power of the force Y Wing. I'm just telling you what I've battle got. Wagon. It came out. It came I've in got. The battle wagon. It came in the battle wagon because I have the battle wagon, and I've got the original skiff, the original desert skiff that it would have come skiff. in. But I Weirdly. thought I had three, but I had two of one. One. Now there may have been one that came with the indoor security. Oh, you know what? What's the What's the thing that has the two things that fold down underneath it? That's a droid ship as much as anything. Um, it's a mini rig, Shaz. You love seeing it. The White Witch from Droids? No. I don't think they ever actually sold that. A mini rig. It's mini a mini rig. Um, yeah, I know the one because it's got the two the two straight wings that fold straight down like that. Right. And it's got like one gun out on the... The ATL Interceptor. The ATL Interceptor, yeah. I bet it came with that. I bet the the third one that, that I've got came with that. One. Maybe. I, I got that too. Yeah, I couldn't... got to be it. I couldn't tell you for sure, but that... Because those were the three, the three ships that came out, or the three things. Yeah. That's got to be it. So that 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 could be it, um, yeah. But I have that all was three that of them. Last Christmas. Yeah, I have all three of them, and and have that, I've kept them with me. I don't honestly. I can't put my hand on them right now, and that's kind of causing me some concern in my little heart. Um, that I don't know exactly where they're at right now in this minute, which means as soon as we're done, I'll be tearing my office apart trying to find those things. Well, I know mine are not in this office because they are precious, precious commodities. I don't know where they are, but to. to frame those would be awesome i would like to figure out a way to do so for sure um but yeah so uh, look when when you when you swing around and, and you're talking return of the jedi obviously you know we've really been hanging on the memories more than anything about well, yeah. what we enjoyed and, and that sort of thing but um the the movie itself you know we've touched on a little bit of scott's criticism because scott has to crap on everything everybody loves and <laughs> And, I, love and this movie. <laughs> I can't. I. I mean. I. I'm not blind. I'm not stupid. I say for this, you put your blinders on. I. Here's the thing. I. Uh, when it comes to the original version, especially of Return of the Jedi, I'm willing to keep my blinders on and be stupid about it. I. I, I am. I. I mean. I don't. I, I. I don't think there's there's any. I have no choice but to continue just to. Build it up, Buttercup, and and love it more and more and more because, to me, this thing represented everything. It represents now everything I miss about storytelling and cinema. An end to the story, for one thing, but yes. not only the end, but a, but a hopeful, happy, meaningful ending, and that's so rare nowadays. You know, it it just seems like that 
that the that this was the final piece of that mythology that had been put into place, and obviously for the time it was. And after I guess honestly, 86, 87, I was like, well, I guess this is it. There is no more. And you'd get a glimpse here and there, yeah. you know. But I but if this were the only Star Wars we'd ever gotten for the rest of my life, I'd be happy, you know, like I'd I'd still be celebrating how great I think this movie is and how much I love it. I'd still be doing this. I'd still be doing the things that we do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bought I bought the Star Wars comic, but I mean, like I said, you know, when I told you earlier, I never went away. I mean, I literally never went away. Yeah. Yeah. When everybody talks about their times going away and then coming back and rediscovering, I never had that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because it, you know, and and I stayed with the Marvel comic till the very end, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, but it was over in '86. Yeah, it was over in '86. But sure then, but then they, yeah. yeah, but then the tenth anniversary stuff came out in '87, and nobody cared but me. Me and I'm sorry, me and tenth, Richard Wallowski. Tenth anniversary of of tenth Star Wars. Yeah. There was a there was a comic. I got uh, a Star there Wars. A, there 3D actually was a comic. comic. Star Wars 3D was supposed to be in conjunction with the 10th anniversary, but it didn't come out till '88. I was thinking um, that was after that. Okay. But in '87, they did the reissued trilogy, Omnibus, and oh, really? uh, and uh, they obviously West End Games first released their stuff in '87 as, and they had the first 10 years logo on it, and they did the big poster, the uh, Suneo Sanda poster that I never got. I did not do the West End Games stuff. See, I, I did because it was Star Wars. See, and I didn't either because I didn't know it was out there. I didn't know it existed. I'm, I'm ten years old, and yeah. you know my trips to anywhere are few and far between. And at that time, we ended up moving down to Hazelhurst when I was ten. Yeah, and did, did, did was there no was there no Starlog there? I mean, could you not find a copy of Starlog back then? Because I lived by what was said in Starlog. Well, it limited in limited income, you know, and sure. and yeah, in Hazel. I couldn't tell you that I ever found a Starlog Starlog mag. The only place I ever saw Starlog magazines was at the Jiffy store on St. Simon's Island down from the Tasty Freeze. Oh, really? Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. So right at the end of the village. So I, uh, I, you know, yeah, that was something that was never in my wheelhouse or in, in, in my, in my grasp, because a lot of those things would be pickups, but that my parents would see when they were out and about and bring back to me. Nice. Um, and, and so, I just remained blissfully ignorant of a lot of things. And and when later on I found out about these West End game books and everything, I was blown away. I'm like, I never knew such a thing existed. I don't know that I would have been able to wrap my head around it because I'm not a smart man and I wasn't a smart kid. But um but I would have loved having it, you know. I would have I would have loved to have that stuff. And so for me, I kept Star Wars around. I had a poster, um, like I love the I love the visuals of Return of the Jedi because the, the the shot of there's a poster that I had on my door for the longest time. It was the Millennium Falcon just flying through all the Tie Fighters and everything with the big Death Star in the back, red letters Star Wars. It didn't say Return of the Jedi, it just said Star Wars. And uh, and that poster was on my wall or on my door for the longest time. I know um, that po- I have that poster in my storage unit. When the, exactly oh, cool. when the whole magic eye thing came about. I had a magic eye Star Wars calendar, yeah. you know, yeah, um, a day a day to day Star Wars calendar. Like there were these little things and knickknacks that would be put out. Now, granted, like you say, ninety two Air to the Empire hits, and and I was all in. I mean, it mm-hmm. it ninety one Scott is that what yep. you tell me? Well, sorry, ninety one Air, Air to the Empire. Yeah. I don't think I was able to pick it up till ninety two because I didn't get it till it came out in paperback. 
That would have been 92, yeah. So, when my housemate got it on the day of release and he went to class, I didn't. I read his book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told but, my story a hundred times on that one, so I'll stay. Yeah, on yeah, but I was, but you know, I was in. But the thing is that what I, I guess I say all that to say, Scott, I'm like you. It never really went away for me. And had there not been an heir to the empire, I, it still wouldn't have gone away from me. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. yeah. I was oh, just yeah. in and I was happy with the memories. Yeah, I mean, it, it was right around the time that uh, Heir to the Empire came out. I started talking to. I finally found. I'm three years into college. I'm finally finding Star Wars nerds. Yeah. Um, and, oh, nice. You know, started talking to some of these guys that were customizers and stuff like that, uh, which was the first I'd ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? This, you're making your own Star Wars figures? Okay. I think that's great. Oh, that didn't uh, occur to me till I was a grown up that people did that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. The, the, the first two, the first two. Uh, First three, I guess, uh, West End Games things came out in '87, and that mm-hmm. was that continued. And then '88 was the 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 3D series, so which they only did three issues of. It was supposed to be like a 12 issue thing, yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Having read them, it's yeah <laughs> a merciful conclusion that they only came to three of those instead of a full 12. But let me let me ask you a couple of things. What was your first Return of the Jedi toy that you Ooh, remember? Wow. What was the first one? I probably got a bunch of figures on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that would have been way too late or too soon. That's six months after. Yeah. Some some of them came out before the movie. A little bit, yeah. Because they had the Ewoks blocked out. But black <laughs> right, right, the yes. Yeah. Out, yeah. It would have probably been like... Um, like a, maybe maybe a speeder bike? Maybe... You know, maybe a maybe yeah. a, a a Jedi Luke figure. I I loved Luke, and so if I, if I had the opportunity to get a new Luke Skywalker, that would have been it. And and so I unfortunately I don't remember. I do remember there was a Christmas where it was just a pile of Star Wars figures. You know, and and that would have been probably the following Christmas. So a lot of Jabba aliens, a lot of Ewoks and stuff. So, um, I don't remember. I don't remember the first figure. It's weird. I remember the first Empire figure I got was Lando. I remember that bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember my first Return of the Jedi figure, but I remember on my birthday, which would have been September, you know, so mm-hmm. four months mm-hmm. later, um, I remember getting up that morning and saying to mom, can I please, because she had my present sitting on the table. Mm. Mom, can I please, 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 can I open, can I open one present? Just one. She's like, okay, you can open one. And it was a speeder bike. Nice. And nice. I got it out, and I'm playing with it, and I'm like, you know, and then we had to take Jeff to school, and so, of course, I've got something Jeff doesn't have, so I'm going <laughs> to lord it over Jeff. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and Jeff gets in the car, and I'm just casually playing with my speeder bike, and he's like, what, what, you got a speeder bike? And so we're playing, we're going over how cool it is, and then we get stopped by a big traffic jam on the way to school because the mall has burned down. <gasps> what? The mall has burned down. And it's just like there's chaos everywhere that area of town because the mall has. This is the out. old mall. This is the Brunswick Mall. Yeah, the Brunswick Mall. Wow. September twentieth, nineteen eighty-three. The day they that will live in infamy. Toy stores in there. They had well, they had one toy store. We only oh. had Playland. We had Playland. We didn't oh, have a okay. KB. But uh, but yeah, Playland was where we you know, well we we kind of shifted over to Walmart because they were a lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. But the better stock choice was always at Playland. Right. So, yeah. 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 Uh, and there was Gibsons, so we had our options. But yeah, I just remember 
you know, playing with my speeder bike and then holy cow, we're just, we're driving by the mall and like all traffic's crazy everywhere because the mall is just, is gone. Wow. And we didn't expect that. And the weird, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the photo from that, but the weird thing was like the movie that was playing at the mall cinema. Towering uh, the, Inferno. No, but, oh. here, but here's the weird thing that they had a marquee, like right over the front entrance to the mall for the movie theater. So there's this giant, there's a photo on the front page of the news and I've, I've, I've pulled it out. I've got a copy of it. Sure you do. Um, <laughs> of course I do. Mr. Um, but it's got, it's, you see like the, the opening, the entrance to the mall, the big windows and the doors and everything. And then inside just everything's just all burned and cinders. Mm. And then there's that marquee above it. One of the few surviving things of the mall. And it says in big letters, the gates of hell. Mm. Wow. It is, it is an amazing picture. Wow. Shaz, you've got a good toy memory a lot of times. Do you know your first Return of the Jedi toy? I don't know my first Return of the Jedi uh, mm. figure. <clears throat> I remember the card back more than anything. Because mm. of the blacked out figures? Because of the blacked out Ewoks. Ewoks. That's yep. like I've already seen there. these Ewoks. Yeah, yeah I remember those. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, when I got the uh, Ewok Village playset, I, I honestly thought it, it doesn't get any better than this. You've got a tree... Where they can go in the top and come out the bottom. There's a working elevator, a net. They've got a boulder you can swing on people. Then there's just a tree they can actually get in and take shelter. I got a boulder. You know, it, it's just like I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And the spit, so you could roast Han Solo. Yes, the spit, yep. so you could roast Han Solo. The chair and, for three PO. Yep, and that was in that was on the table, wrapped up still. She wouldn't let me open that one because it was the big present. Nice. Yeah, so that, that was, was what I got for my birthday. Day. Nice. Yeah. Now and and of course we the aforementioned it was later on but the Ewok battle wagon was yeah. to me the perfect complement to the Ewok village like I it's would got a flaw. major should, flaw all right Scott go ahead what flaw does it have <laughs> not a, there, there's hardly any pegs right for, yeah for figures to stand on yeah that bugged me to no end yeah. obviously I'm still focused on yeah <laughs> right it, 38 years later. Well, I my my cage would never really close up perfectly on that the the little jail no, cell I, cage that came with it. I wired it. Sure you did. Well, see, you're a creative man. You <laughs> I was older. Right. I was just a kid, man. Um but uh, my favorite thing I think outside of that that came out of Return of the Jedi though was the Imperial shuttle. You want to talk about Imperial something that captured gorgeous. my imagination. I love that ship. And and didn't understand why it took so long to ever see it in any other uh, medium outside of Return of the Jedi. Because like all the earlier stuff, they're always showing the old style of shuttles. They have the weird looking shuttle that it. The first one we see is in the special edition of Star Wars. You know, that's lifting off in the background where the dobacks are and the right. looks right. are droids. And we and it, it's like they were scared to ever show us a Lambda shuttle again, a Lambda class shuttle again until recently in some stuff, but. That was it. That's in that picture we were talking about earlier. The one yes, that yes. Up by the figure, and I remember when I first saw that picture, I went, "Oh, cool! They're in a skyhopper." Oh, right. wow! So yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was based on the picture. I thought right. they were showing a T sixteen. Yeah. Now the 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 uh, mini rig that uh, was like your. We're not doing a shuttle here. Have this instead. Yes. What was it, ISP-6? Yes. 
Oh man, look at you guys in the mini rigs. It, I loved mini rigs, man. Mini rigs were fun. Um, by the way, this is totally off topic. Let me go there though. Have y'all seen the new Visions? No, I haven't yet. No. There's an MTV Seven in there. Oh, or, neat. Uh, kind of. So that's good. That was the steamroller tank with steamroller yeah. tank. Yeah. 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 Where the legs would pop down. Yes. You know, or the I, I have. I have it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't have that one. You know, I only had two. I had two uh, mini rigs. One was the the laser cannon. Yeah. Which was huge. Anyway, it was perfect. I wanted that. And then the other was the one that that has the suction cup legs. CAP two. Is that yeah? Because it captures. Yeah, the cap two. Yeah. Captures on the back. Yeah. That I always because on the pick on the on the box picture it had Bosk piloting it, and so I always thought it was like Bosk's ship. Like I always, yeah. I mean he. What's in the picture is what it is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I still have it. Six had uh, Darth Vader in it. The ISP six has Darth Vader in it. Yeah, with the Royal Guard and a and a snowtrooper of all things standing by. I just recently through Chewie's Cantina. I say recently. It's been several several months ago. Was able to pick up an ISP six for a really good price. It didn't have the top fin on it, and. Yeah, and so, um, but it had everything else. The guns, the action on it works, the spring-loaded action, everything works. And so at the Toy Lanta toy show, there was a vendor who had a bag of just Star Wars parts. And it had the top fin. It had the top fin in there, and I, I was able to negotiate just the top fin. I would have bought the whole bag. The bag was 150 bucks, but it had some great-looking X-Wing cannons and hoses for the uh, the mini-rig uh, charger thing um, and repair station and a couple other things, but... I couldn't drop 150 bucks on Star Wars parts in front of my wife, but that's the kind of thing I used to buy all the time. But I made a deal with them on just the the top fin um, for the for that for the ISP six, and it's now complete. And I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I you know I, the the Kenner line of things, the the stuff they did for for Jedi. Of course, the um, not the security scout, but what was the other indoor one that just looks like a a wheel with the two wings on it. The two Indoor cannons, forest ranger. the forest ranger. Yeah. You've got that. I've got that. Love that yeah. one, man. The, the action where it would spend the, uh, and, and I have the security scout as well. You know what? I've got to take back the whole last 17 thing. I had indoor Luke with the permanently glued on helmet, but, but he's lost to time because I was a child. Oof. So, oh. yeah. Um, there was a, uh, at the time, there was a poster bin when Return of the Jedi came out. There was a bin that had rolled posters in it. They were all starting like they, it was the same one everywhere. And I'm trying to remember what was on that. The one sheet, the original one sheet, which is the blue lightsaber with the mm-hmm. hands on it mm-hmm. and the little tiny indoor moon with an even tinier Death Star mm-hmm. on there. That was the original style A one sheet. That was there. I think the the Revenge of the Jedi, the Struzan, mm-hmm. you know, poster but i don't think it said revenge um but there were several different but i'm trying to remember what y'all posters were in there do you guys remember that that poster bin at all i don't but i i remember the the poster that looked like a drew struzan that i get and maybe it was but it had luke with a lightsaber and behind him there's darth vader and then there's han pointing the gun and there's leia and there's an ewok and there's lando um that's the that's the b style okay uh, right poster but that that wasn't out when this bin came out because 
that poster was deliberately not put out because it had things in the movie okay. that wanted to keep under right. wraps. Um, but it did have it did have the original that red, you know, the one I'm talking about, the red Vader poster. Yeah, the Vader fight. And uh, and it had the, the the one sheet with the the blue saber, but I had it several others, and I can't remember what else was in there. <coughs> you guys remember those? I bins. don't remember because I didn't do posters, man. I was all about the toys. I did posters because because wall. It's <laughs> walls needed to be covered, and walls had to be covered with posters. I couldn't put posters on my walls. You were not allowed. No. Oh wow. That's a I, you know what? I don't know what other ones there would have been, Scott, at that point. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe the Star Wars Circus poster was one of them. Okay. So they would have been um, re-releasing some other posters for that? Yeah, but it wasn't all movie posters per se, though, and I'm just trying to remember what all was in there. Would there have um, been a shot of the of, of the cast um, the uh, in, in the cockpit of the shuttle Tidarium? There could have been, there could have been. I don't remember that, that specifically. Okay, but yeah, there could have been. I'm trying to remember what was there was. I mean, it literally was one of those things like you went to Revco, yeah, and it was there, and you went to Spencer's and it was there, and you went to Win Dixie and it was there. Would it have been the the Millennium Falcon one, where the where the Falcons coming at the at the at the at basically the camera with the Death Star behind it and the Tie I, Fighters I all around it. I don't think so, only because I know that one just Star Wars logo. And well, I'm looking at I don't one. I remember seeing that until the late '80s. But I'm right. Well, I'm looking at one here, and it's got more Tie Fighters. It's got a couple of Tie Interceptors and an A Wing, but it's a big. It's not the same one I had. It's it was the one we're talking about. But this is uh, this says Return of the Jedi on the bottom, mm. and it's got the Death Star two in the background, several Tie Fighters, Millennium Falcon couple of x-wings and one a-wing off in the background mm. um i don't know it's listed as a 1983 print so that may it may be one i'm gonna send, send, send me that i want to take a look i'll see okay because uh, i'm curious uh because i'm trying to remember because it was it was literally this bin of po and you got it everywhere and uh yeah you could just you know for two or three bucks or whatever it was at the time you get a return of the jedi poster speaking of which by the way this is in my this is my normal oh device. nice trash can everybody <clears throat> a little bin, a little tin bin. That also is from my 13th birthday. So. Wow. Mall burned down, but I got a lot of good Star Wars stuff that day, and that's what really counts. Mall burned down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, look, guys, I, we, you know, we want to streamline this episode and not keep it going. <laughs> I would love to do a commentary on, on Revenge of the Jedi, but, or Return of the Jedi, but um, obviously you know, we're not doing that right now. So I'll right. just, I'll open it up to, to just some final thoughts about the film as a whole and the experience as a whole and what 40 years of return of the Jedi means. And I want to congratulate us on not turning this into a sequel trilogy bashing session. No. Well, and I think part of that for me was just having gone and watched it last week and just being so full of the joy of going to see it. But I want to, can I do one more thing before you start? Sure. Of course. Because there's a thing that bothers me. There, there's a Return of the Jedi Jabba's Palace special that came out last week from Marvel. This one right here. Oh, here we go. And one of the things that's in there is the story, the origin story of, of Jabba's last protocol droid. The one that was disintegrated? The one that was disintegrated. 
And I just, I have a problem with this because I know a lot of people make that assumption and I have never liked that assumption. And the assumption I'm talking about is that, um, that the droid that is being the two one B looking droid that's being tortured mm-hmm. is the last protocol droid because he points at that point. No, I didn't think that case. I thought that I don't either. That was an example of being uh, disintegrated. Yes, because the way I always took it was that other droid was already disintegrated. Right. The mm-hmm. other protocol mm-hmm. droid was already disintegrated. Disintegrated. And, uh, oh my. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but they do a, the whole story about that droid being the previous protocol droid uh, and how he got to the point where he was. And it, it bothers me because that's not my headcanon on that. Nope. That's not the case. I will, I will say I, I totally don't think that's the case because he says we've been without an interpreter droid for some time. Yes. yes. And, so but as, but as a, but as a child, as a child, mm-hmm. I did make that assumption that he was talking about the two one B. How fortunate. But I, he? but I, but you know, I grew out of that. How fortunate. <laughs> By the way, these pictures you sent me, I think these, I think at least four of these pictures are from that bin. Okay. I, I, I know the top left is. Yeah, the top left, and I think that the top right, and I know that the the middle one is the one I was talking about. Uh, right, and that, then that one sheet, the original the, one sheet, the style A, that's it for sure too. Yeah, yeah. That top, so this, the top left one is one that I've never seen before. Oh, I remember that. That's one, one from that bin. But that's that Vader, that Vader about. is. I mean, that's almost a Photoshop because that Vader is an image seven, from Star Wars. Seven Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the back of the storybook Vader. Yes, yes, yeah. Scott. For sure it is. Here, I'll grab it. I've got it right here. Wanting to. Yeah, I've got it up here somewhere. So. <laughs> I've got to organize my office better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There it is. Wow. I'm going to have to put all this stuff back at the end of the night. Yeah, that's. I love that one, though, where you've got Vader with the two red guards behind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. I do like that too. And it's also kind of a, it, it, it also calls back to an image from empire where Vader was standing there with a red background flanked by two, um, stormtroopers. Storm yeah. 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 And it's, and, and that shot that you're talking about is very memorable to me because it's like, I have little tiny criticisms of things like rogue one. And one of them is that Vader sashays over to the camera and he stands there. Oh, that's the other day. I was there was a great uh, like framed picture at Hobby Lobby of Vader, Rogue One era, and I'm like, I'm not getting that. And the reason I didn't get it was because his hands. He's got like his. He's holding his hands in front of him like he's at prom. What? No, no, no. And Vader's got <laughs> thumbs in the belt, or he's crossed. Yeah, he's right, either crossed. Right. Like in the picture, or he's thumbs in the belt, and he's right. thumbs in the belt in the thumbs picture in the you're belt. talking about. Or, or if his hands are going to be crossed, they're crossed behind his back. Oh, he does cross behind the back with the cape pulled back. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I didn't like it because he had his hands in front of his belt, like he was. Oh, I'm. You know, here's here I am with my prom date. I couldn't quite. 
I had to use the force to put the corsage or, on her. And I accidentally strangled her. And you know. or or the ushers at church as they're praying over the offering they're about to take up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly yes, exactly that look. And it always bothers. It's like I'm not buying this because I don't like the way his hands are. His that's thumbs weird. need to be in his belt. Here's but the anyway. thing. Here's the thing, Scott. Normally, I would totally dog you about that type of uh, that that type of just OCD or whatever you want to call it. Totally down with that. I absolutely agree, a hundred percent. All right. So wrapping this bad boy up, unless Scott, unless you got anything, look at me, you're the captain now, (laughs) unless you got anything else, captain. Um, (laughs) uh, any, any other commentary just on the, just on the movie itself. Like I say, congratulations to not for us to not go into a sequel trashing kind of thing. We almost did there with the rogue one, but, um, Star Wars grew up in return of the Jedi. You think so? Yeah. I mean, you went from farm boy, in in Star Wars, yeah, you had the furthest place from the center of the universe is Tatooine. Yeah. You know, it's a dustbin, and then you go to Hoth, and you're running, and you're running, and, and you see a little, a few glimpses in Empire that there is a bigger galaxy. But when you get to the throne room of this new Death Star, you see that there is this thriving Empire. Mm-hmm. And the whole world, the whole galaxy is turned against Luke, basically, at that moment. And he makes the grown-up decision. That's that's war. That's what all this has been leading up to, and it's an end to the trilogy. Yeah. He grows up. I mean, yeah. it's Luke's yeah. story. Yeah. Four, five, six is the Skywalker saga. Yes. And it's satisfactory that way. I want to see Obi-Wan fight Anakin. I want to see the lava. I want to see the burning up. But if this is all I get, then I can do the other stuff with my toys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Scott, you're a, <clears throat> you do this professionally. What you got? How do you follow that? I, um, I agree. That's why I, that's why I sent you. <laughs> you put a little space between <laughs> that's, me that's you and that. You know, Star Wars was also the thing that made us all. I mentioned earlier, everybody's kind of got a film school education now. Star Wars was the thing that really made us all as kids become film literate. Absolutely. Um, We walked around. We knew what blue screens were. I kept track of box office. You know, I would I literally kept a chart of the top 10 all time grossing films (laughs) in my bedroom all the time. Uh, and I got really angry when E.T. passed Star Wars in 82. I got really just mad. Uh, and like, I disowned E.T. for a long time because of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I disowned it straight up. <clears throat> and uh, you know, this was a thing that... And, and, and so I, you and I, Steve, have talked about this before, where uh, one of the things we kind of miss about newer Star Wars is... Uh, the fact that every time the medium would be pushed forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we yep. didn't see that so much out of the sequel trilogy. Uh, we are seeing it in the TV stuff now. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and for the sure. volume and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it, it, we were always, one of the things that we wanted to see when we watched this was what new thing that we've never seen before are we going to see this time? Right. Mm-hmm. And Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi had a bucket load of those, including at the time the largest composite shot 
in history. You know, the most I, elements composited into a shot in history. Is that the tie? The is that the tie interceptors coming at the window of the? Where they're all coming at the window yeah. of the yeah. Falcon. Yeah, yeah. That is that was at the time there had been no more elements <clears> in <throat> one shot than that in history, and and so these were the things that you know. This 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 was our mythology as kids. Yeah. It was our playtime and our imagination as kids, but it was also our introduction into the mechanics behind the storytelling. I mean, it was masterful storytelling that, that swept us up, but at the same time, it was really the first time that we deconstructed the story. And as little kids, we were, we were deconstructing the story. We were learning how the story was told. Mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. wanted to know how the story was told. And I remember, you know, being a 12 year old kid going, that looks, that's a blue screen. That looks fake. Right, 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 yeah. Um, so Re Return of the Jedi to me was just that, <clears throat> that kind of culmination of that era where we, we, we learned our mythology for our childhood. We, we learned about storytelling. We learned about uh, breaking imaginative boundaries. Uh, and, and this was kind of that, that capper for that. Yeah. And, and that's one reason I will always, always, always appreciate that. Yeah. Well, again, can't I, I don't think I can add too much to what you guys say except for this that just talking about this movie, reminiscing really about it and and all the things that it entailed, you know, right down to the Pepperidge Farm cookies. Um, I, I just it makes me want to when we're finished up here, go over to my big Star Wars area and start playing with some stuff and and setting some things up and and rearranging some things. I. You know, <clears throat> this is the movie. I, I guess I said it from the outset. This is the movie that that I was going to be content with. You know, I, I for all of the flaws, for all of the the things where you stop for fifteen minutes for just fifteen minutes of exposition. However, you want to look at it. You know, the the Muppet Show of Jabba's Palace. All the thing, all the criticism that throughout the years has, has been levied at this thing. I still say it's the perfect ending to one of the most perfect stories of my lifetime, and that is. Uh, that is the, the the modern mythology for everyone that that you can be this kid uh, who is who if there's a brightest center in the universe you may be on the planet that is farthest from but you can still change your destiny and change the galaxy and and that's what this thing is all about it's good triumphing over evil in a way in such a way that good does not just beat evil down good seeks to redeem those who may be lost. And I think that's just a, a super powerful thing. It's something that neither Yoda nor Kenobi ever really even considered, you know, that there may wow. be good in him. And, yeah. and, and the return of the Jedi is not necessarily the Jedi coming back as an order, but it's also the, the Jedi, you know, the chosen one returning. Now, obviously we didn't have that in play back in the day, but but that's what it it's, it is. It it is it is good triumphing over evil with love and and real love that says no. I'm going to stand here on truth, and I'm not going to bend. But I promise you, there's a better way than the way you've been going. And and Luke does that. And it and golly man, the 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 funeral pyre into the fireworks, into the celebration is just some of the best best stuff that's out there in the history of of cinema to me. And I and I know that. Look, is that is that the hyperbole of the day? Yes, sure it is. But that I'm, I'll take it. I'm I'm there. I'll I'll go with that hyperbole. Scott, 
Shaz, thank you guys so much for hanging. Um, if you have any problems with anything that I've said, I encourage you to email me directly at scott at rifen.com. But if you want to just talk about the show and all the great things about the show, it's geekoutonline at gmail.com. So our complaint line is scott at rifen.com. Uh, all, all other email comes to geekoutonline at gmail.com. If you want to support the show's Amazon links, Patreon, all that good stuff. But I hope more than anything that you'll go and celebrate in the upcoming weeks Return of the Jedi. Watch it with your family. Watch it with friends. Break out the old toys. Let's have some adventures. And uh, as always... I guess the best way to end anything like this is to say, may the force be with you, and we'll see you around the Goldiverse. Have a good one, everybody. Celebrate the love. It's Anakin. Yes, Anakin. Anakin's represented in all three of those. He is Mm. not just the father. He's all of them. It's huge. It's huge. Anakin's the chosen one. And at the end of Return of the Jedi, he is the chosen one. Yeah, he is. Because he's come full circle. He he begins, you know, pure. Mm -hmm. And then he goes off into the dark side. The sun pulls him back into the light, and he ends having accomplished the entire circle. It's over. It's there, a perfect ending. And, and so if you get one through six, you've got the Anakin Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. There is in um, – with the with the original DVD releases that came out just before episode three, one of the specials is George Lucas talking about Darth Vader. And, of course, it's, it's, it's meant not only as – a, a bit of a featurette on Darth Vader, but also just, you know, a little promo thing for revenge for revenge of the Sith, because that was coming up. And George Lucas makes this statement. He says, Anakin was the chosen one. Even when he became Darth Vader, Anakin yes. Skywalker was still the chosen one. So yes. when he comes back to the light, he's thus in dist- and kills the emperor. He has completely destroyed the Sith, leaving only the Jedi, thus bringing balance to the force. Is that and, uh, in this? Yes, yes. I think so. My my copy of that's at my office at the church. This yes, trilogy. in that trilogy, yeah. This mm-hmm. was in the office at church until yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, it was on my shelf in all my videos till today. But and, and, and the thing is, is like people, like to me, I'm like, that shuts down any arguments about any, if the creator of the whole dang thing says... This is what it is. You have to go along with that, you know? Yes. You can't say he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's the one that made it. Yep. You know, you can disagree with him or wish he did something differently, but, you know, 
Which is why episode nine is entitled Balance of the Force. <laughs> because it explains all of that. You would hope so, but it didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> episode nine. The actual episode nine. The actual episode It nine. wasn't made. Has yet to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's made. It's It was the rise of Skywalker, no, right? No, 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 no. No, Am no. I wrong? Seven was The yes. Force Awakens. Eight I was. I know nothing about that. You know nothing about the. Oh well, it does not exist. I was watching. You know the. Did the, you uh, see? Did galleries. you see? Did you see Avengers Endgame? Yes. Then you've seen The Rise of Skywalker. Huh? They end very similarly. <laughs> yeah. It's all over, friends. I'm sorry. No, Poe. We're here on your left. What and is the, Rise of Skywalker? It. It's the. It's not in my six. Set trilogy, six movie trilogy, uh, or saga, two trilogy saga, your saga. two trilogy saga, yeah, saga. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't see it anywhere. All right, well, it you, does not exist. You know, Shaz, when you pull those stunts, it makes it hard to have a discussion with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just not playing this game anymore. <laughs> I well, you go to you go to the gallery, the Mandalorian gallery. I think it's the second one. Oh yeah, where Dave, Dave Filoni, Filoni. Court oh on yes, what Star Wars is? You know what he? You know what he tells? Never mentions any of the one through six. He that's tells all one through is. six exactly. He never mentions any of the sequel stuff, that's and they're enraptured. Like all these other creators are enraptured by him telling that story. It's pretty cool because the creation should not outlive the creator. <laughs> okay, that would be another good one to put up on there for all that's going on. Everybody's just paying attention to him. <laughs> that could be done. We were at a we were at another little bitty toy show this week. Um, this weekend. Oh, what'd you find? I didn't find much of anything at this. Um, but there was a um, there was a vendor who they they had some. It was at a it was at like a VFW. I got me that. And there was a vendor who um, who had some stuff. He had some comics out as well with his stuff. He had a box of comics. And he had some good stuff in there. I mean, they were all he knew what he had, of course. He had like mm. Secret Wars. He had a, he had like three different copies of Secret Wars eight. Wow. Um that's mm. you know, of course the Black Spidey Man. But he had the first appearance of Boba Fett in the comics, a Star and the issue of Star Wars where Boba Fett shows up for the first time. What episode is that, Scott? Or what issue is that, Scott? Uh, well, the actual issue where that happens is forty-two, I believe. Really, that late? Um, yeah, uh, oh. yeah, forty-two, and it's like here it enters the bounty hunters. But some people consider it that sixty-eight. I don't consider it sixty-eight because he's that, in forty-two. Okay, so forty, but in the forties, there that's the that's the Empire adaptation. That's the Empire adaptations. Yeah. Is sixty-eight the one with the with him big on the cover? Is that yeah, Gene Day picture? But the problem is that with that yellow is background? Boba Fett's not actually in that. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. yellow background. The problem is Boba Fett's not actually in that issue. Nice. Finn Scheiser's in that issue. Okay. Tadala uh, is in that issue. Well, they had that issue, by the way, mm-hmm. um, in the bin, and were and had a dollar price tag on it. Out of what price tag? Two hundred dollar price tag. Yeah. Has everybody gone crazy with prices these days? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Have you not watched the news? Uh, I'm, no, I try to avoid it. Um, but I mean, on collectibles, usually yeah. when there's inflation out there, the collectibles start getting sold off well, so people can afford their light bill. What happened is during during the pandemic, when everyone had extra money sitting around, 
they all started going back. People who'd never collected before started getting into it. Uh, yeah. And it drove the cost up on so many things. And so yeah. now you've got people who are trying to either sell at those pandemic prices or sell what they bought and make a profit on what they paid for the pandemic prices. Yeah. And and so nothing's coming down. I mean, it happened with non-sports trading cards. No, I just pulled this out, Scott. You know they made one of this Jackson. guy, right? Yes, I know Jackson, yes. Do you have I think him? My kids got him I didn't for, me buy for Father's Day. I didn't buy it. Because I don't know, I just sat on it. I don't know. Okay. I just didn't. I and I kept vowing I was going to buy it and I just never did. Hmm. Well, they never made a valance, so that's probably the deal. That's No, no, I love Jackson. I love Valance. I oh, all the tag hey, family. I got a text from Dave today about our last episode, guys. Dave uh-huh. Jones. And uh, and he'd be worth bringing on at some point. And uh, he says this. He says, um, um, he said, he said uh, dude, listening to you, Shaz and Scott, talking about Battlestar was hilarious. It was like listening to one of those drunk history skits. <laughs> And then he says, then he says, bravo. And I'm like, I don't even remember what was said. What are you talking about? I don't remember talking about Battlestar. And he said, just the way you guys were describing it, talking about Bob Dylan and all that, it was just funny. Scott didn't seem like he liked the show, nor did Shaz. It was just funny to hear you guys talking about it. And Dave said, I love it. Of course, he's talking about the new Battlestar. The new Battlestar. I was like, and I started, world did we not like Battlestar? And I started talking about the whole, the, the watchtower, the all along the watchtower and stuff that was in there. Yeah. And so I said, well, they didn't watch the whole thing. And he said, okay, I was going to say that Adama, and he says, Adama does end up with quite a bit of faith at the end. Um, he doesn't start out that way, but he does come to faith. And he says, it's absolutely different tone of the show. And I think now if they did it, it would be closer to the original. I don't think that's true, Dave, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't either. I'm just glad he found faith as the show went on. Maybe, maybe one day I'll give it a while. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I watched two or three clone wars is today um wow man you are speeding through these where are you right now i'm midway through season five i'm like 10 10 episodes into season five uh and i've actually been working on a little babylon five in my spare time too so i've never watched babylon five i had neither and you know why you guys remember cine fantastic magazine yes i loved cine fantastic magazine i could barely ever afford it because i was in college yeah. Well, you know, and it was just like it was like seven or eight bucks an issue even back then, you know, and everything else was two and three dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was a great and every so often I could save up enough money to get Cine Fantastique. And uh, um, I bought one and they were it was they had a bunch of articles. Cine Fantastique would just like exhaust a subject. And they had a bunch of articles on Babylon 5 because it was going to be the movie. And Straczynski was hoping to get it turned to a series. And he kept saying, I've got a very specific five-year story arc, and the series will not last past five seasons, and that's it. It will only be five seasons, and that's <laughs> very specific. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then it came on, and I missed it. I missed the first one. I was like, well, I'm not going to. It's a very specific five-year story arc. I'm not going to watch it because <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. Miss so anything, yeah. I get it. So now, now that I can watch all of it, the very specific five-year story arc, I've actually been chipping away at it a little bit. See, Babylon like 5. episodes there's, in. There's two different shows that were on about the same time. What was the other one? Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was kind of the same show. Uh, oh, Alien Nation? No. No, no, no not it, Alien Nation. It was out in space. Tech Wars. 
with Jake Cardigan. Babylon 5 is the one with Tron in it, right? Eventually, yes. He's not yeah. the first season. Right. Andromeda. Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. No. Yeah. Farscape. That's it. The Jim Henson thing. Farscape. Jim Henson that was a Henson one. thing, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I need to watch Babylon 5. Now, I don't think anyone's ever said that. <laughs> I, I, I've just, I've never seen any of them. Lisa Cypher says they extended it by a year, so it's six seasons. I was going to say it's more oh, than five five years. Uh, I did see something that everybody my was on my case about now. watching. It was just one season. And uh, then they had a movie after that one season. Firefly and Serenity. That's it. Yeah. That was good. It was yeah, all right. I demanded you watch that. I never, you know, I never got past the pilot. Really? Yeah, I know people love, love, love that show, but I just I couldn't finish the pilot. For some I think it's a lot shorter. I think some of the love for that show was um, the Joss Whedon love at the time, the Joss Whedon yeah. cult of personality, but also Alan Tudyk is great in that show. I, yes. I really I got into that show, and then the movie really ticked me right off. But um, that's when I watched it was yeah. uh, when Tudyk was Queso. Yeah, yeah. He was Queso. Tuso. K S O. Tuso. K two S O. Tuso, not queso. People Queso's. say K two. No, yeah, yeah. it's K two. Listen, cheesy. listen. You don't want you don't want to sound like you you don't want to sound like Jar Jar when you're shortening droid names. No, that's why I say Tuso. It's, it's me, specifically to be Jar Jar. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Tuso. Tenton says just rewatch Firefly instead of watching Babylon Five. I guess. Um, <laughs> I I am not getting updated chat. Uh, anytime I scroll up in this thing, I have to go now, then start scrolling back down. If that's, I can, that's so. stupid. Yeah, there it is now. Yeah. Mark yeah. Hamill says the the Masters of the Universe market just leveled back out. That's true. I noticed that at, at the last two toy shows I went to, that the vintage Masters of the Universe figures were kind of back down in, the, in a reasonable price range. So. Hmm. Yeah. Mark Hamill also said, did y'all see the I Am Your Father documentary where a film student reshot the seven? I think that scene with Prowse where Luke takes off Vader's helmet. No. And, you know, that's another thing what? we didn't get into. I guess they, they shot the scene, used Dave Prowse as Darth Vader. Really? Let him play that scene, give him the justice he so richly deserved. Um, Sequest DSV. The... Uh, you know, I got that that super special before the the movie came out, and they showed him that he took off the helmet, but they didn't show the face in the super special. Hmm. They just show him holding the helmet. Mm -hmm. So that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. And then you listen to the thing, and I know that people are saying this on the internet now, but I was listening to it the other day in the theater. But you do hear them as the as the Death Star is going south. You as and everybody's fleeing. You do hear blaster fire. Yeah, but you hear the blaster fire after there are a series of escape pods jettisoned. You hear escape pod after escape pod after escape pod, and then you start hearing the blaster fire. So in other words, they're starting to run out of escape pods. Oh, so they're fighting each other for the escape pods? Yes, yes. They're shooting. I always each other thought the blaster fire you were hearing was just from outside the Death Star where the battle was going on. Listen to it again. Listen yeah. to when Luke is pulling Vader through the, the hangar. 
And at first you see people running and everything. And if you listen to the background, you hear escape pods being jettisoned. Really? Yes. Same sound 3PO and R2 in the first film. And you hear escape pod, escape pod, escape pod. And then you start hearing blaster fire. And it's, I think that is, I think that is a correct interpretation to say that, that they are shooting each other for spots on the escape pods. Wow. Yeah. Who would you talk to about that? Do you think would have a definitive answer on that? I don't know. That's a good question. Ben Burt. I was wondering if it'd be Ben Burt or Lucas. You Perhaps know. you may have heard of him. Yes, I have a signed poster of Ben Burt. I've been right. signed Raiders poster signed by Ben Burt and Dennis Murin. Let's pull this bad boy up and let's just do it right now since we got oh, okay. a few minutes. <laughs> you sure you don't want to start recording again? I'm recording. <laughs> I'm recording again. It's the after oh, show. Oh, you yeah. lied to us. No, I started back up. Oh, okay. I just didn't inform you. She oh. lied to us. Well, it's Georgia. It's only one party consent state, so. Is it? Yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. We already gave consent. No, he told us we'd he'd stop recording. But I didn't read. He didn't ask if we could stop recording. So he said he'd stopped recording. So it was my belief that we were not. So we had already approved. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's one party consent. so. (laughs) So where can I watch this then? Uh, it's, it's on Return of the Jedi. All right, here we go. Okay. Let me pull this up. That's the um, Super Star Destroyer going into yep. the... Concentrate all firepower on the Super Star Destroyer. This mascot. Yeah, I heard some. Yeah. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once. Yeah. Look on you with my own eyes. Wow. There's the blasters. Those are blasters. That's not outside. That's right. Yep, there goes one. else would they be shooting that's right because there's no rebels have infiltrated it they're they're there to destroy it there's also explosions from the outside and everything going on yeah but that's blaster fire in not not straight up the one i heard i heard one blaster yeah um and I did hear like the the sound of the escape pods and everything. I, I I've just always interpreted those in my mind as outside things and like reused, I guess, sound effects. I I I, I don't have a problem. You don't have dog. you don't have to do something about that dog. Um, I don't have a problem with. Uh... <laughs> I love that Chaz just gave the look. He gave the look over his glasses. Like, she's not even close to me. Like I mean, gonna, she's in like two rooms away. Y'all gonna have to do something about that dog, is what Chaz looked over and said. Uh, <laughs> um, I've never heard that theory. I've never heard that that uh, that that breakdown of that. I and I guess I just never want to think. Of it. But here's the thing: at that point, the Death Star is not being destroyed, 
Should... Oh, they know it's going down. You think so? They're long. Yeah, that's... those are. Let me just say, say the girders are falling. And yes, uh, yeah, there is a problem. There is chaos. And let me also go one step further and point out today, while I was watching Clone Wars, uh, there is a scene where the Padawans are using escape pods. Mm-hmm. They use the same sound effect. Hmm. That is deliberately escape pods. I guarantee you. Wow, that's pretty it's dark. That's some dark mess right there. But now, why then didn't they but it's come? It's also bright because now you know some people survive. It's the blasters <laughs> that get you. Right. Get your but why didn't? But why didn't they go after the Imperial shuttle that Luke is leaned up against here? I don't know. Vader? Maybe he's like dibs. Maybe. I think they're scared of Luke. I've always wondered I mean, look, why nobody attacks Luke. He's dragging Darth Vader. Right. The hangar is obviously empty at this point, though, for sure. I mean, by the yes. time this all goes down, for sure, yeah. it is. Of ships? No, of people. <laughs> of, I thought there were, I thought you see people running across the side. You That's have, but, but by the time you get to the end of that oh, scene, there are no more people the around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and the reason for that is obviously that they didn't want anybody else on set. Sure. But... Yeah, I mean you have to you have to work that into the story somehow. Mark Mark Hamill said they are blasting the door panels to close them, <laughs> which which was a great Babylon B story the other day. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, no, great development in Star Wars universe technology that uh, developed a door panel that doesn't just open when you blast it. No. <laughs> so, well, sometimes it closes when you blast. Or, it. That's true. It does yeah. sometimes close. Or, or you or you just mess up the locks. Yeah. Yeah. Just whatever you need. Yeah. yeah, I think we, I just blasted. Him. We got to find the controls. We got to find the panel that controls the lock. I think I just blasted. No, uh, no, it extends the bridge. Extends, extends the, bridge. the bridge. That's right. Yeah. Hey, when um, and then what happens is he actually didn't blast it, but the problem is Kenner did not pack in the bridge extension. Yep. So no, did you not? Did your one. you didn't have a bridge extension? Nope. Wow. I had to really? write. Mine I had has to a bridge Kenner extension. Mine. mine didn't come with it. Did they send yeah. it to you? Did they eventually send it? Because they really do care. <laughs> They really do care, and I, there was a bunch of stuff my Death Star didn't come with, and I think they did eventually send the bridge extension. They never sent the trap door. Mm. Uh, they sent the rope. Mine didn't come with the rope. You know, mm. the, wow. Right. Uh, mine which, didn't either, but I got mine secondhand. Bubba Wallace also had a Death Star playset, and he had the FBI brought in because he thought it was a noose. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, Scott. All right. Let's go NASCAR. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Hey, everyone in the chat, thanks for hanging out. Um, can't the Tim really says can't the character hear the eerie music in the background? So Roth in Wyoming is really he's popping for your joke, Scott. Um, <laughs> is it because I can't see it? Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, got no serious business. I've I've got to wrap this up. So, um, thank you guys. Streamline this show, Steve. I'm trying to. I'm trying to streamline the post show. Thank you, chat. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we will see you around the Goliverse. We're out. This time, we're out of the chat for sure. Goliverse. Can't you go into the Goliverse to see people? I mean, do you have to go around it? When you're my size, yes. (laughs) 